I heard about Twitters. it from uh, that Big Bird Offie guy on the Salt of the Streets mm-hmm. podcast. Thank you, Jerry. Nadler. He did it, and he looks really good. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that. So the argument is commonly made in favor of repealing the Hyde Amendment that regardless of however much money you have or whatever, you should be able to access an abortion. We are joined in studio by the great and wonderful Haley. You guys both have kids. Shut the book up for a second. I do that a lot, I've noticed. Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information. And that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation. With real talk and real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause that's the what's that? Oh, let's get ready. And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rises from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, May 25th, 1.16 p.m., episode 59. Indeed. Nine. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. And the best part about the whole thing, it's all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, <laughs> we are your hosts. I am Colin. I'm Donovan. And coming up on this week's show. Wait. Today. Oh, don't, don't, I got this, bro. Oh, shit. I planned this all out. I'm so sorry. I know. You're right. By now, I should know to trust you. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. I'm I worked so this all out last night. I rehearsed it like four times. I got, this. I got this. Don't fuck with me. I'm so sorry. Oh, So, coming up on this week's show. Today is the day. We're talking abortion. We've got the Equality Act that we're going to talk about. We're going to probably sprinkle in some Trump talk. And, uh, of course, we're going to talk about that epic Game of Thrones finale. <laughs> and to help us get through all of that today, <laughs> we are joined in studio by the great and wonderful Haley. So, Haley, welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell us a little bit. Uh, introduce yourself, maybe. <laughs> tell, tell somebody. Uh, tell the people who you are and maybe a little bit about yourself. Oh, Lord. Or or not too. That's totally fine too. You want uh, me to help? I'll yeah, start yeah, you yeah, off. Go for it. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. She's one of my old friends. We were like best friends in high school, um, and you know, reconnected. We're, we're good friends. Wow, Don, that was powerful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said I was going to start. I didn't say I was doing the whole thing. Oh. Um, well, but she's also a lady, um, indeed. and. She's here to help us talk about abortion. Exactly, because we can't have two cisgendered, straight male <laughs> guys talking about abortion, really. How racist of us. I know, that would be terrible. <laughs> so, But I think it should be noted that you reached out last week, I think, on social media, mm-hmm. asked for people, and Haley was like, dude, I'll totally down, yeah, I'm down. to do that. She, she said, I'm down. So, <laughs> greatly appreciate that. That's a quote. What do you do for work? Um, I am a CNA and I work at an, and en- Jesus Christ, endoscopy center. Word. Yes. Where is it good? So you're pretty much a doctor. So that's no, going to help a lot. Definitely not. So that's, <laughs> that's going to help a lot. Um, <laughs> so when I pass out again, I'm, I'm safe this time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just hold you up and <laughs> breathing. He's probably good. <laughs> yeah. He's fine. He's we fine. fed him a lot of blueberries last time. <laughs> that's right. It's about the only food I had in the house. Jordan was, yeah, Jordan was like, well, like we need to give him some food. And Carolina brought back a, juice. Bowl, a I feel bowl like juice of would be blueberries. Good. Just raise 
blood yeah, sugar a little yep. bit. That's what the, the blue brace was. Jordan was like, I guess that will work. <laughs> like, that's yeah, right. That'll do it. So I just said, but you guys should go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, yeah, that was the problem too because we were tapped out. And it was like, we always go grocery shopping on Sunday. I was like, we ain't got no food right now, man. There's and, nothing really here. And it was an early recording, so we did Friday instead. So he oh, like, that's right. worked a whole day. And then he was doing – have you ever heard of intermittent fasting? No. So intermittent fasting is where you just like limit the amount of hours in the day that you eat. And so people will do like a like a 14-hour fast – and the, and most of the time at night, you know, like when you're sleeping, sleeping is like right. eight of those hours. And then there's 10 hours of the day where you can eat as much as you want. But like, so like I, I only eat between eight o'clock in the morning and seven o'clock at night. Uh-huh. And, and that's it. It's just, it's like, it's, a, it's like a weight loss thing really is like, you just, you know, you just limit the amount of calories that you consume in the day because you're not eating for as many hours. Okay. Um, so this guy was doing it backwards. So, he, <laughs> so he just was eating bit. like a lot in the morning and then not at all <laughs> during the day and then like a lot at night before he goes to bed. <laughs> so he fucking passed out because he wasn't eating, you know? Yeah. I was starving myself. Apparently it was a whole deal. It was a good time. It was a good time. <laughs> it was funny. It took me like not over a time. month to recover. Yeah, it was funny. The time it was it's funny now, yeah. though. I mean, that's one way to drop a bunch of weight. Just fucking starve yourself. He was really skinny at the time. Was. <laughs> Model. Model skinny. Yeah. I lost all that weight, and then oh, I found it again. It's good stuff. You look good now, though. The beard is – you look healthy. You're in a good You're in a good place, I think. I still don't, I'm still not convinced on the beard. I don't – I've don't, i heard only good things about your beard from people who've watched the videos. Really? Yep. All right. Well, shout out to you people. I'll keep the there fucking go. beard going on. There you go. So, kind of on that note, there was a little thing that happened yesterday I wanted to tell you. Yes. Um, and it just – do you know who the – I want to say the House Chairman of the Judiciary Committee, um, Jerry Nadler? Yes. Um, he was holding, I think, a press conference with uh, good old Bill de Blasio, New York City Mayor. And uh, he pulled the fucking – an offie and fainted in the middle of the fucking <laughs> – during the press conference. No shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Is there video of it? Oh, there's video, You see this guy slump. Eh, it's kind of hard to see, but yeah, because they're sitting there and all of a sudden he just kind of goes, it just kind of limps off to the, down to the side. That way, sorry. Oh, just yeah, there we bit. go. And uh, yeah, once we get past the uh, Viagra ad here, uh, courtesy of Fox News, that, that <laughs> seems to It's a sense. financial ad, actually. Ooh. It looked like it was going to be for Viagra. I bought that. I was like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that is a dick pill commercial. What do you got to say? What is that guy's name, name again? Fox News commentator nothing, guy? Nothing good. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> He's a fucking squirrely little dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I, that is an apt analysis of how this squirrely. man looks. Right, yeah. right. God, I can't remember his name either. Just show me what's going on here. Right. I don't care about wanna, you, John Thune. I want to see him pass see video. out. Oh, we're talking about Barr. This probably isn't even the right video. Thank you, Fox News, for yeah, having... Just talking about it. Nothing. That's... Of anything. That's why Fox News sucks. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Because, of course, it's on the it's Twitter. On Twitter. Of and so there's old Bill de Blasio trying to help him out, trying to give him some water and shit. The mayor of New York, right? Hey, look how pale and stuff Ooh, he is. He just slumped. And you can hear over the speakers. It was like, uh, doctors? Is there a doctor in the house? Somebody call 911. 
It's, he's fine, man. He just passed out a little bit. He's like he's seventy-two. Out a bit. Yeah, I wonder if he was. Happens. Wonder if he was backwards fasting too, like you were. Apparently, he was just dehydrated. <laughs> he's like, I heard about this thing called intermittent fasting on yeah. the internet. I'm gonna do it backwards. Yeah, on I heard Twitters. about it from uh, that Big Bird Offy guy on the Salted Streets mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Nadler. He did it, and he looks really good. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Whatever he's doing. I saw that come across yesterday. I was like, oh, I got showed on. That's he's wild. gonna love that, motherfucker. Uh, People hate him. I mean, I'm not a fan. He's he's uppity. <laughs> yeah, he's uppity. Especially for a 75-year-old, however he is. 72. 72. There you go. All right. What do you want to start with? What do you want to do? Let's just jump right in, dude. Okay. So we're going to be talking abortion. Okay. So last week, um, we gave like a legal overview and explanation of the bills that got passed, right? So we're not going to – you know what we're talking about, right? Yeah, There's, yeah. Yep. So we're not going to talk too much about that because we talked about it last week. But yeah. the intent of those bills, as stated by everybody who wrote them, is n- not truly to implement this bill, even though that is what would happen were it to be passed, but is to challenge Roe v. Wade so as to try and overturn it. Like that's, that's really what the goal is, right? Mm-hmm. So – Beyond that has come this fucking storm of just ulterior, not even motives, but just like theories as to why this is happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of them, I think I said last week that I feel like they stem from either an inability or an unwillingness to truly understand what the other side is really talking about, you know? Um, so like one of the huge arguments is like that, it, that it's to control women's bodies, right? So wait, so let's, let's start here. What it's is hard your, to- yeah. Can I ask your personal opinions? Go around. We'll talk about personal opinions. Sure. And we'll go from there and we'll, so we can just start it on like a, a common ground. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what do you, where do you fall on, on abortion as a, as a political personally and politically? Because I, I feel personally too, Two mm-hmm. different ways about those, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, because I mean, on the the personal level, I'm one of those people who kind of takes the cop out and goes, you know, if scientists found a single celled organism on Mars, they're going to call, they're going to say it's fucking life on Mars, right? We mm-hmm. found that. So, just going, kind of going off of that basis, the minute a egg becomes fertilized, it becomes something else. Right, it becomes some form of some a of biological life, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in my mind, at that point, if you do anything to snuff out that that life form, you know, whether or not it's human or not, you know, that's it is what it is, right? And so, I just kind of I like to start from that basis, and I am in no ways what you would call a pro lifer, mm-hmm. but I mean, as far as my Thinking is concerned. That's what we're talking about. At one point or another, an abortion is going to be snuffing out that life form mm-hmm. for whatever it is. And at some point in the timeline, yeah, at some point in the timeline. And it, the bottom line here is things get real, real messy the further you go along. But I like to start from that base point and then just kind of insist that anything after that is is technically snuffing out a life. I don't necessarily have moral quandaries about that. You know, I'm a pretty, you know, I'm about pro-choice is pro-choice is pro-choice. I am down for that. 
but let's not pretend it's something that it's not, mm-hmm. you know, and I can understand there's a billion and a half circumstances where people would want to get an abortion, need to get an abortion. You know, there's always the, the rape and incest clause, the, you know, I think it was the Casey versus Planned Parenthood situation that kind of made it kind of the, the other standard is the, the health and well-being of the mother mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm pretty much on board with that and I don't really care what you do. If I had to draw a personal line, I guess I'm too ignorant on the actual subject of living through that that life form's existence for nine months to really be able to like put my finger on it and actually really know what I'm talking about. On but, like a cutoff point or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, because you know, I like the idea of the heartbeat thing, but at the end of the day, that's not my decision to make, and I wouldn't judge anybody for making that decision when it came down to it. You know, my my moral stance in this case kind of runs counterintuitive to like my political stance on this one. Yeah. Because I don't like abortion after a certain period. Whether whatever period that is, kind of to be decided. That's the best dog. Show dogs here. Yeah. Close the um, best dog. But other than that, you know, at, when we talk about go, laws go on, and all this, you know, the the actual political you side of it. Gym, you gotta go. Oh, come go. on, puppy. Go. You gotta go, girlfriend. Shh, her and just, I are. You're like just too a, excited. We're together. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole she deal. sees Uncle Don and just has to blow up. <laughs> she doesn't pee, which is really nice, but <laughs> she gets really jazzed. She used to. She yeah. get really excited for probably up until about three years ago, maybe. She always had a little. Pss- that came out when she got really too excited. Yeah. I bet if I left for an extended period of time and came back to my dog and came back to Penny, then she would pee. But like anytime it comes, flip shit. You know? Yeah. No. Anyway. So, so is it safe to say that you're, you're on a tilt of like call it what it is, but it's like not really your business. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's only my business if it involves my partner and I. Yeah. Then it's, it's half my business. And, right. You know, at least partially or whatever, but. You certainly have a hand in the discussion. Indeed. I am not shut out of that one. But nice bye. To meet you. bye, baby. Have a good day. And then politically, where are you sitting? Politically, um, I think it needs to stay completely <laughs> out of you know the protections need to exist. And I think it should fundamentally come down to protections a, for people, for women to be able to, yeah, to get an abortion. Yeah, I don't think you should make it illegal. That's in, fucking insane. This whole ninety-nine year, you know, life sentence for doctors that doctors. committed in Alabama and shit—that's that's pretty heard, crazy. Heard that? Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, if you don't make it available in some fashion, I mean, it's going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. Just like raising the fucking smoking age to twenty-one. <laughs> it's not going to make crazy. a difference. Yeah, that's you crazy. saw that. Maybe Man. we'll save that for later. We always got sick. It did not matter. We always yeah. found ways to get sick. I like, literally, like, I had people who go to the gas station and wait outside the gas station, ask random people. Donovan would go to the gas station for me. He'd be like, hey, will you buy a pack of cigarettes? And like, some, some random person it. would do it. Get yeah. high, you got enough time, you know? Definitely. Get high, you got two hours to ask 30 people if they'll buy you a pack of cigarettes. And one <laughs> Someone's going to do it. Yeah, someone will do it. I feel like, like I missed nice. out on something not living that that aspect of life. When Living I that close to the city and not... Th- town because we don't live in a city living that close to the town provides something that you don't get when you live out here you know what i'm saying like there's a whole sense of like learning and a different dealing with people and a different people to deal with that goes on and like different ways to get by you know it's a whole 
it's a whole new world it's out a whole there, private it's a whole different world out there we used to fucking walk all over that goddamn town of bremerton and it was bad. i could i couldn't even tell you shit. half the town of bremerton we did bad shit <laughs> you're a bad man donovan and not anymore but <laughs> Haley so, can tell you all about that but that's <laughs> all right yeah we'll get into <laughs> the real dirty stories later because i want to know all the dirt and all the skeletons in your closet great great <laughs> So what about you though? Where do you where do you stand on this? So Jordan and I were talking about it yesterday. Um, and my stance got is so I'm confused, right? Because um, by some other information that I picked up this week, and so this can maybe mm-hmm. start as like a jumping off point, and then you know I don't want to leave you out. Obviously, I mean as far as like expressing your personal opinion no, before we. So I just don't want you to think I'm going to begin the conversation without getting to you as well. Um, <clears throat> So, I was always, my argument has always been that I feel like a majority of the abortions happening in the United States are out of necessity, not out of, like, someone chose to not be careful and then... Yeah, was like, like a, a shallow decision. Oh, it's not yeah, yeah, shallow. you know what I'm saying? Some yeah. some type of just, like, oh, why, you know, I have whatever, and I'm like, oh, well, like, now, you know, I'll do... And, and even instead of... Knowing that I had unprotected sex and then I went and took plan B, I just waited, you know, and just decided just whatever the fuck happens, happens, you know. And then mm-hmm. at a certain point, I was like, oh, shit, I have to, you know, do something. Like, that's not something that I'm a fan of. And I never thought that that was – and don't know that I think now that that's something that's, like, prolific, you know, that people are using yeah. that as a first line of of birth control. You know, like, I don't think that that's really the case. And then I heard – um, something that I looked up earlier this week because I didn't believe it, right? That since like 1976, I think, there's been 50 million abortions in the United States. And I was like, that is a fucking incredible amount of abortions to have been performed since 1970. Right? 15? 15? 50. 50 Five million. Zero million, right? So there is about 700,000 abortions in the United States every single year. And I still was like, that's a fucking lot. Like, that's a big number, right? And so then I had to, like, start looking into population size so that I can try and put it into perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Because population in the United States is, like, 321 million people. Yeah. So, like, half of that – I mean, that's that, but that's that's children, that's adults, that's, like, everybody in the United States, not just people, women, right, who could have an abortion. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what percentage – of that, you know, I don't probably because I didn't try hard enough to like look into that, but I don't, you know, I don't know what the percentage of that 321 million are women who have the ability to carry a viable pregnancy and then in turn have an abortion. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I don't know how big that number is, 700,000 in comparison to the amount of women in the United States that have the ability to become pregnant and then have an abortion. So then I started to look up all kinds of statistics that I could try and find about abortion because I was like, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm a dude. I don't, I don't know that much shit about abortion, you know? And, and so we're so, a, a time period roughly of what, 50 years ish from the seventies. Yes. Okay. Yes. So in 2015, 638,169 legal induced abortions were reported to the CDC from 49 reporting areas. Right. And so that is an abortion rate of 11.8 abortions per 1000 women aged 15 to 44 years. Which I was like, that's a fucking big number. Yes. Like, that seems like a big number, you know? And I don't, 
I don't want anybody to feel like I'm in a place of judgment because I'm not judging anybody. I'm truly trying to figure out what the deal is so I can make an informed opinion. Because if, if I'm working off of a misinformed idea, I want to know that. And I don't want to continue to think that way, you know? So there's somewhere else in here in one of these pages, right? That this is from the CDC. Yes. That one was from the CDC. And this one is from the Guttmacher Institute, right? Which is like a highly, widely regarded thing. It's, it's however it leans, the, the information that is in here is legitimate, right? So 49% of the abortions that happen in the United States are from women who were not using any type of contraceptive prior to them becoming pregnant. Okay. Which that was my beef, you know, was like, was women who are, are whatever people, you know, because that's not a singular decision but people who are not using any type of, of birth control prior and then are just letting whatever happens, happens and then making that decision afterwards, you know, mm-hmm. not because that's like my fucking say, because do whatever you want, you know, but from what I understand that can be dangerous. If you're having a fucking abortion after abortion, mm-hmm. like that can become very dangerous. You oh, know? Yeah. So it's not something medically scientifically that you probably should be doing you know mm-hmm. that's not my say to tell you whether or not you should do that but yeah, for your like own any, safety yeah. like and your own ability to have children in the future when you do want children maybe you should be doing something different mm-hmm. you know so i as far as as it goes with with me and my wife I, that's not something that I would be happy about. But if, if it came down to it and that's, she's like, this is, you know, after all the discussion that we had, this is where we're at. I, that's not entirely my decision to make. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But it certainly is something that I have a hand in, you know, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, because I don't have the ability to grow a life inside of me. So I don't know what it's like to be faced with that decision. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So. As far as politics goes and policy for other people, that is none of my fucking business. Yeah. You know, there is the tipping point of like that I think Dave Rubin lays out best of like when the baby can start to feel pain, you know, and there's like an, like an experience in what's going on there. Then I'm like, well, that's like a gray area for me, you know, that I don't know that that's something that I'm okay with, you know. Yeah. But I don't. Gets real messy real quick. Prior to that, you know, it's, it is, it's a decision that should, that should be made not by me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I have another, there are more statistics of here in like when abortions are performed because the vast majority of them are in like the very beginning. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, it would make sense just thinking yeah. logically about the whole arc of that decisions possibilities that right i would imagine the vast vast majority happened very early yeah so let's see i have it it's here somewhere i should have had it fucking boom (laughs) providers and services yeah this is a very detailed little thing you got uh yes this was a fantastic um fantastic might have to throw the link up to that in the show notes um Let's see here. Two-thirds of abortions occur at eight weeks of pregnancy or earlier. 89% occur in the first 12 weeks. Um, and so 66% at eight weeks or less, 14.5% at nine to 10 weeks, 83 at 11 to 12, 6.2% at 13 to 15, 38 at 16 to 20, and then less than 21% or less than, motherfucker, 1.3% is at like 
more than 21 weeks, um, which I think the most that anybody does is 24 weeks is like the latest that you can yeah. like medically receive an abortion anywhere in the United States. Right. Because um, at that point, it's a viable part. Like right, the baby right. survive outside the womb. Right. Um, so I. That's like the vast majority. Vast, vast majority. The decision is being made way prior to the point where even even in the scientific, I'm I'm very much a man of science, so I I have a hard time, but don't 100 buy into like what you were talking about. That if if we found a single celled organism in space, people would flip the fuck out. That's right. that's life. You know what I'm saying? For some reason. As we sit here as people, if you were to tell me, you know, hey, you know, I'm fucking four weeks pregnant and I'm going to, you know, go and do whatever, I'd be like, word, you know, I'd like, that's <laughs> not like, that doesn't to me register the same as like, you know, I'm fucking 32 weeks pregnant and I'm, I'm out here. Like, I don't want to do this anymore and I'm going to go and have an abortion. At that point, I'd be like, hold the fuck on. Like, we... There's a serious discussion to be had at this point <laughs> of like, whether or not that's fucking moral, you know, right. like, so... So, um, <laughs> so like I said, politically, that's, that's not my business. I'm more uh-huh. of a safety for when that, that baby is what I would personally consider a baby and is going to experience something in that, you know, but we also talked about it when that Arkansas bill came out and Jordan was like 14 weeks pregnant, 15 weeks pregnant, you know, and I've told you then, like if Jordan came to me that day and was like, I'm going to have an abortion, I would be like, What? Mm-hmm. We've been to the doctor twice already. Like we have ultrasounds. We've had a whole like a whole deal. And like you're like now, you know, like it's like it's a thing. Like we've named him. We're, like we have names. We have shit. Like we have stuff like for this, you know, that I wouldn't be cool with that, you know, yeah. but that's also we're married. You know, we're in like a we're in a good, solid situation where we have a happy marriage and like we had money and like not nah, we're not fucking rich, but like we're comfortable and doing OK, you know, so mm-hmm. that's that's a stance where I feel like I have almost the luxury of having that feeling, you know, mm-hmm. of like, well, f- why the fuck not? You know, but so I, I think that speaks to the true subjective nature of most of this stuff is, you know, this is right. not something there's no one size fits all. Period. Yeah. What so, about you, Haley? Yeah. Where are you at? Personally and politically, if they if they fit different for you. Okay. See, I like this. Before you go, sorry. You guys both have kids. Shut the book up for a second. Right. <laughs> I do that a lot, I've noticed. Um, but it's you guys both have kids. So and I think there's something to be said about... Can I have that extra? Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just going to hide it from you the whole time. No, you're... Um, over there. There's something to be said it. about somebody that's actually gone through the, the process of pregnancy to speak to this... Versus somebody that never has, you know, because I'm coming from a place where I never have. I just enjoy kids, you know, my friend's kids and stuff like that. He's the godfather to our baby. That's right. And uh, so I think it's just it's important to note that it's just you guys going through what you guys have done has it certainly has to have weight on your guys's stance on it. It definitely changed my opinion on it. (laughs) When Jordan was pregnant, then before where I was like, who fucking cares? Like, I don't fucking, you know, that's none of my fucking business. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. Sorry. So see, I don't think having kids changed my opinion on it. Honestly, I've kind of okay. been in the same place forever. Do you think that's because you're a lady or just because of that's who just who you are? 
Because you've you've always been very opinionated. We both right, are yeah. like that, and I think that's one thing that we always had in common and always brought us together. So we share a lot of opinions, especially when it comes to individuals. Um, and so, so you do think that's just because that's just how you are? Yeah, probably. I don't really think it has anything to do with me being a lady, the vagina, yeah. or anything. Yeah, no, no. Okay, but I mean, I I can get behind. There should be like a cutoff. Obviously, like when. So when I was pregnant, I was 16. My mom was not super impressed with the idea. She brought me to a Planned Parenthood to talk to a counselor there so I can make a decision. And at Look that at all time, your options. yeah. And at that time, the cutoff for Washington State was 13 weeks. I don't know if that's changed since then. That would have been like really, yeah. It was 13 weeks. I'm pretty sure it's like 24 now. Like I think that we have. There was a sweet chart in that uh, yeah. article that we looked at last week. Yeah. Well, at that time it was like th- they said 13 weeks. Damn. Because I remember like being told like well, you only have so long time to make, right, make right. the decision. <laughs> you have 10 days. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Jesus, that's a fucked up seven days. Yeah, take that. I mean, at that point, I had made the decision. I was only there though because my mom. Right. You know. Good old Tiffany. Yes, lovely lady. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you remember how far along you were when you went there? It was probably like about, right when you found out? Probably like, yeah, it was right when I found out. It was, I found out, and then a week later, I told Chris first, my stepdad. John? Yes. Her, her stepdad, his name is Chris, but he looks just like John C. Riley. You know who John C. Riley is? He's opposite no. Will Ferrell and Stepbrothers. Oh, that's John he C. Riley. He looks just like John C. Riley with, with no, no hair. hair. Yeah, it's the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Is he like someone actually took a picture of him and like and put like John C. Riley's like features, I'm like his hair and stuff, on him, and it looked just like him. Jordan tells he me that I have it. Jordan tells <laughs> no, and he may get so pissed about it, but it's fucking true. Jordan tells me I have face blindness, but that's only because I tell her that because she has face blindness. Um, but he looks just like John C. Riley. Face blindness. She. Just can't I'm like this person looks like this person, and she's like, "No, they don't." Like, those people don't look anything like. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Or okay. she'll, I'll show her someone, and she's like, "I don't know who that person. Like, I've never, I've never seen that person before." I'm like, okay, we watched this movie with him in it, this movie, this fucking show, like all this. She's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, "That's bullshit." Like, I don't. <laughs> that's bullshit. So she's gonna be pissed when she watches this video and hears that. <laughs> Sorry. So go ahead. I think I was like eight weeks yeah. or something like that. Somewhere in there. You had some time. Yeah, I had yeah, I had a few weeks. I mean, I th- like I said, I had already decided at that point. I was there to kind of placate my mother's wants. Yeah. Um, but I, I can get behind a cutoff. And I think after a certain point, it's not really a wanted abortion. You know what I mean? Like, once you get, like, you find out pretty early on. You're not going to go. I mean, I guess there are some people. There's a whole TV show about I didn't know I was pregnant. People having babies in their yeah, shoes yeah. and but in the toilet the and part, stuff. for the most part, you know pretty early on. You never, did you know that was a show? No. Oh, yeah. It's God. a whole, there are women who have had babies in the toilet. Yeah. Didn't know they were pregnant. You should just look They're like, didn't you gain weight? <laughs> like, week. yeah, I was just eating a lot. I just thought I was gaining weight because I was eating a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. But for the most part, you find out pretty early on, so you can make that decision early on. Do so I don't know, feel like it's an issue with having a cutoff. Do you have a number in mind as to when, excuse me, that cutoff is for you personally? I don't. You don't? No. And I think that's that's just fine. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's just, that's hard to say because you don't. So don't. 20 weeks is the number that I run with because from what I understand, that's at the point where 
the baby, the fetus or whatever you want to call it can, can start to feel pain, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's where I'm like, well, hold the fuck up. Like if, if there's going to be, like I said, some type of experience from the fetus's standpoint at that point, then there's like a discussion to have here that there's like something going on there, you know? Um, so that's why 20 weeks is the number that, that I sit at. That makes sense. 20 weeks. I mean, I that's- don't know why I would wait that long though. I don't. I also like you find out at six. Like say you find out at six weeks. Why would right. you be like? You know what? I'm going to give it another like fifteen weeks <laughs> and just see and then where I'm oh, at. yeah, and then I'll see where I'm at. Then that doesn't make any sense. Where's Washington? So Washington is what they call holding the row standard, which is anywhere between twenty four to twenty eight weeks. So you're good lord. Yeah, you're well into the Viability. third trimester by that point. God but that's damn. what they they call the the viability. That's like almost a whole baby, dude. Yeah. That's like damn near a whole baby. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. What's the number for that weight? 1.3. Yeah. I feel like... It's, so it's obviously not something that late that gets taken advantage of very frequently, at least in legal abortion centers, which I feel comfortable as most abortions in the United States are performed in a legal abortion right. center. Like, Yeah. So we have, what, 100, 321 million people in America, right? Yeah. So we'll just say roughly... Half of them are women. Okay. So we'll call it 150 million. Um, and then it's 1.3%. Yeah. Oh, shit. Not divide. Damn it. It's God damn it, Colin. I'll get there. You got this. 150, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. So many zeros to punch in. And then multiply by 0.013. Multiply. So a little less than 2 million. 1.3%. I'm curious how many of them are like wanted abortions at that point though. Like obviously there's a statistic because it, it happens, but how many of those are because people are like, you know what? I don't actually want to be pregnant. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's not 1.3% of the population. That's 1.3% of abortions that are performed, which is, Oh yeah. 600 and like 97 or whatever it said. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. That's f- either way. It's a, yeah. it, it's a very small number we're talking yeah. about here. But yeah. And then like you said, that the, one. You know, the wanted versus unwanted at that point. What, you know, is there a lot of, you know, third trimester, you know, health issues that can pop up? I'm, I'm sure there's got to be a number of them that might require something like that. Yes. You know, and so I think that's, that's part of the problem. Just trying to get a, a actual foundation. It's 8,200. 8,200. Yeah. Almost, over the whole. Almost 83. That's how many abortions are done at over 21 weeks, at least from the number of 2015, which is the last time mm-hmm. the amount of abortions was, was reported, which is like down 2% from 2014, just so yeah, you guys know. Because I don't think they've been on the rise at all. No, no. Um, so check this, actually. Additionally... From 2006 to 2015, the number, rate, and ratio of reported abortions decreased 24%, 26%, and 19% respectively. In 2015, all three measures reached their lowest level for the entire period of analysis. So it's by all means decreasing at a at an all-time high. Jordan told me that people are having, like especially young people, are having less sex than they used to, um, which I think is weird. It is weird, yeah. right? But yeah, there's the been some shit. weird sex numbers. That's and the type of shit that Vice News reports on. So <laughs> Yeah, right. And I mean, those weird societal things 
probably have an impact on those numbers too. Yeah. And so that's the other problem is we can have these statistics like this, but how we got those statistics and all the little subcategories of numbers that make them up. How, did you even look at those? It's right. tough. You know, it's tough to get a really solid number on, you know, like a real actual good picture of crystal clear picture of what's going on. So it, we have no resort <clears throat> to kind of fall back to subjective views and personal views. And we just kind of, it's almost like you have to just, trust in the goodness of people to just do, do what's right yeah. for them you know Which so are your concept are your personal and political views different do you think whereas like what you would do for yourself as opposed to what you think like should be okay for other people to do i just i don't really think it's any of my business that's my thing yeah is her. that's like you do what's best for you in your life as yeah. long as you, what you're doing isn't hurting me or my family i really don't care yeah it's not my business, and I don't feel like it's anyone's place. So, does I mean you say. obviously made the decision to like to have your baby, mm-hmm. you know? So that's I think speaks truth to the decision that, that you would make faced with that choice. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but it doesn't seem like it's something that you've probably ever regretted, you know, mm-hmm. through the life of your mm-hmm. daughter. I mean, um, I mean, even if you did not, you would not that you would immortalize that on the internet. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but no, I think that you're telling the truth. Um, and I don't, as frustrated as my son makes me on a fucking weekly basis, damn near daily basis, even as an infant, um, I don't, I don't want to not have a baby, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I miss him when I'm at work. He's adorable. He's got that little face. He's he way too adorable. Squeals all the time. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's not even always grumpy, you know? He just fucking squeals all the time. Just, oh, yeah. Just a little piggy. A lot of his pictures on, like, the social media following, um, or just him with his big old smile oh, or dude. doing something just stupidly adorable. He's just a ham. Yeah. He's just an enormous <laughs> ham is what he is. Um, I told Jordan, I was like, I'm excited that he's enough my son that it doesn't seem like I'll have to teach him how to talk to girls. <laughs> like, like, like my mom never taught me how to do that. Like I just grew up around women and I just knew how to talk to girls. You know? yeah. like, and it doesn't seem like that's going to be a problem. So that's, <laughs> that's nice. Like them. That's funny. It would suck for me One and Trent. It would suck for me and Trent to have to go to the mall with him and be like, "All right, so like that girl's cute. Just go up and you know say fucking this and this and this, and like everything will be cool." And me and Trent just have to sit there and be like, "What the fuck?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like Trenton's just little and Asian, and for some reason, girl, like, girls that. were obsessed with yeah. him. Yeah, it was weird. I know. Like, I love Trenton. He's my best friend, but I growing mean, up, like he was not a catch. You know. Oh really? Was still like. <laughs> Just women that were or girls because we were fucking young. They were just like he's the fucking best thing that's ever happened. I'm like you know he's a cock, right? Like you, you, you know that. <laughs> Even I had my time where I was just in love with him. I'm telling you, <laughs> everyone, everyone. That's so fun. I had a, I had a friend and like our group of friends that was like that. Weird, just for whatever reason. And then it's funny as he grew out of it. Which was funny. <laughs> Trenton's great now. Yeah, no, Trenton's awesome now. It's he's definitely way better than he was when we were in school. He's, but I, I think that we both are. So, um, so we talked about the the single celled organism in space thing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a big uh, like pro life argument. You know what I'm saying? Um, which and I think it's important to know that that's that's no longer just a religious argument, right? Because a lot of people still regard pro life as like, oh, well, you're you know fucking devoutly religious or whatever. And I don't that's I don't think the case anymore. I think growing numbers of people are not religious but still 
can hold pro-life views, you know? Like, I don't... Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm personally in pro-life. I don't have religious in the fucking slightest, you know? I the, don't... Uh, the Daily, <clears throat> the New York Times Daily Podcast did a... What was it, like a two-part series on, you know, essentially how... Like, when the Democratic Party actually started to push out the pro-life Democrats. Because it... It was a really good series. I think it was a two-parter. The Democratic Party stance used to be safe, legal, and rare. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they ran on for a long time. And that's, like, that's what that's what puts fucking asses in the seats. People are like, word. You <laughs> should be able to do that. It should be legal, but you probably shouldn't do it very much. Like, that's, <laughs> like I, am, I am in favor of all of those things. And so, that's, like, how the Democrats were able to... And I want to ask... So, this... Excuse me. This leads me to something that I want to ask you about, because I'm super confused by it, right? Um... So sorry, I got all this shit everywhere. <laughs> <clears throat> that now the argument in certain areas and the political and legal stance in some areas is that you should be able to have an abortion at any stage of your pregnancy for whatever reason, right? There are a lot of people who believe that, and there was a law that was passed in Virginia, right? Or was it passed, debated, what's, what was the deal? Do you remember talking about this? Ralph Northam? Yeah. It was on uh, the radio. So maybe I, it wasn't... I don't remember if it actually got enacted. But in, in New law, York. Right? New York sure did. So New York has a has an abortion law that's like at any point, pretty much. Through your yeah. pregnancy, you can make that decision to, to have an abortion for... That's your fucking business, you know? Mm-hmm. Which... Even I this think, chart has... It's the only one with an arrow pointing towards the the 40 week mark. Yeah. And so it's the only one that's well right now it's kind of yeah, anything. So so past the viability point that is set out in row, New York has a legal standpoint that's like you know. And their and their argument, the argument for the law being passed was we are trying to just protect women's rights to abortion. You know, mm-hmm. we don't think that's going to be the case, but this, we want to just get fucking laid out there that it's none of our business. Whatever you do is on you. Like that's your shit, you know, yeah. which I think is that that's fine, you know, but it is not from a political standpoint. That's not a good way to make your argument is to pass a law. That's like, do what you want, you know, because there's going to be a whole half the population. That's like, you want to kill babies, you know, <laughs> Yeah. That are already saying that when you want to take plan B the day after you had unprotected sex, they're like, you are murdering a life. <laughs> if you want to have an abortion at fucking 30 weeks, they're definitely going to tell you that you're killing a baby. So that's not a good way to try and appeal to the country as a whole. No. But being as it's only New York State, that's kind of their own business, right? Mm-hmm. So I was listening to the NPR Politics podcast earlier this week, and they were talking about in Virginia. The governor's name is Ralph Northam. Okay, it's a weird Southern drawl motherfucker, <laughs> and he was on the radio and said some crazy shit. And then, like right after that, this <laughs> is crazy because they don't even when they talk about these two things, they won't even use. They'll talk about them. As the abortion thing, Ralph Northam, and then when they bring up this blackface thing, they'll say the governor of Virginia, right? Yeah. So, like, two weeks after he was on the radio, because Virginia tried to pass a law that said that you could even – he said on the radio, after your baby is born, they will set it to the side and keep it comfortable. No. And you – then the the mother and the doctor can have a conversation about what they're going to do with the baby. Yeah. 
fucking said it on the radio. Like on the radio, there's videos. It's a whole deal. Will you That's please so try and find a video up. of that? Because that's a thing the governor of Virginia said on the radio, right? So we'll set it aside. So like two weeks after that happened, uh, his yearbook photo came out and where she dressed up in blackface for Halloween and people flipped shit. I think I remember seeing Still that. Still the governor of Virginia. What the fuck happened, right? <laughs> Still the governor of Virginia. So that's what I'm saying because they talked about these two different stories in the same podcast because they're talking about Ralph Northam, but they would not use his name when they talked about the second story about blackface. They just were talking the governor, yeah. of Virginia, the governor of Virginia. Like they, they don't. Draw a line they're here. trying to be like you know maybe they won't remember that he's the exact same person but do you have a fucking I have a the video <clears throat> from it the video. yeah but it's like oh this is not the video but maybe they'll show the whole thing yeah just get past the uh, the actual introduction oh. part yeah it was it was some wild shit so he he did say that on the radio and so when I was listening to the NPR politics podcast they were like saying that Oh, well, the Republicans are talking about, you know, infanticide, which is, of course, illegal, and no one would ever, like, do that. So, that's a ridiculous thing that they're saying. But I'm like, but he said that. Like, and I'm like, and I'm not trying to say that anyone's trying to murder a baby, because I don't think that's really what he was trying to get at, but that's what he said, you know? (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't think that, again, I don't think that's going to be prevalent where people have a baby and they're like, you know what? (laughs) Never mind. I don't want to do this, but don't give it up for adoption. (laughs) Don't give anyone else the opportunity. I want it. To, I want it to end here. Like I don't think that's something that's really happening, you know. Yeah. So I don't think that's what he's getting at. But that's what he said, right? Uh, so, so here, at it from his own words. Here's what Virginia's governor did say: the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mothers. Now, Senator Sass is fast tracking his. So, tr- so truly, he said those things on the radio, right? Yeah. So when they're like, "This is, you know, it's crazy." Like, of course, infanticide is illegal. Like, no one would ever pitch that. I'm like, well. But he said that. Though. He just like, and, that, and so yeah. I'm like, that is a lie. Like, no, it's not just disingenuous. That's a lie because he said that. And there's a video of it because we just fucking listened to it. Yeah. Like, that happened. And regardless of whether or not he, yeah, what he fucking meant. misspoke to a ridiculous degree, he fucking said that. Yep. And he's going to have to eat that shit because I'm never going to forget that the governor of Virginia, <laughs> who also wore blackface 30 years ago and was like, he, so not only did he wear blackface, right? He admitted to it. And then he was like, just kidding. I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I didn't do that. I swear to God, that's what happened. Like later yeah. that day or the next day, he was like, actually, I'm not sorry because that's not me. <laughs> and, I retract my apology. Yep, yep. That's not me. I didn't do that. And no one can prove it. And they can't prove it. They, they yep. scientists look at the, looked at the picture, analyzed it. They can't prove that it's him. So he's still the governor of Virginia. And that just happened like last week that the evidence. Yeah, like, yeah the, that's, the, his, that's the, his lawyer, man. Yep, yep. Hey, you fucked up. You need to say that you did not. That's not you because nobody can prove this. This so was the 80s, man. That picture is way too dark. No <laughs> one knows that that's you. Your name is just on this page, dog. Anyway, so <laughs> so that's why I was, I was super confused that they were saying that. They're like, well, that's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. You know, no one would say that. I'm like, but – he did say. He that. did say. So that. that's not <laughs> whether or not he until, meant until until he comes to a point where he's like, I fucked up. That's not what I meant because I don't know that he's fucking said that. 
that's a fair that's a fair jab, dude. That's a fair talking point of like in Virginia and New York, they are trying to let people kill babies that are that are actual babies that are born right now, regardless of whether or not that's the true intent, right? Yeah. But that's the same thing that is able to be not really able, but is being said about a lot of these laws that are being passed, like in Alabama and shit. To the, yeah, to the point that this is this is to restrict women, right? Mm-hmm. The point of this is to restrict women, and it's only because these men just want to control women, right? So I have two points to that, right? One of them we talked about last week that. Maybe people don't buy this, right? But the governor of Alabama is a woman. Like mm-hmm. she, she, that's a woman who who is pro life, who is a Republican. That is like, word. I'm going to sign this bill, and I'm going to I'm going to sign it into law, right? Whether or not that's like a hollow talking point, because of the other dudes who who signed it in in the Senate and passed it are all dudes, you know. But that last line of defense, who she could have said, no, fuck that. She's like, yep, I'm doing it, mm-hmm. right. Also, the woman who introduced the law is a woman. Like, the person who put the the bill onto the floor is a woman, right? So, I saw some fucking memes, like, two weeks ago when this was all hyped up of pictures of these two women that was like, the patriarchy is mad sneaky because, (laughs) like, not in, you know, the paraphrasing, obviously, but because these two women are part of the patriarchy, you know? Like, they're, it's, it's so deep that they're implanting women in the system so as to work in favor of the patriarchy. And and not only do I think that's fucking crazy, it's a conspiracy theory, right? Patriarchy but I chills. think it 100% devalues that woman who's worked her fucking vagina off to be the governor of an entire fucking state. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so her opinion doesn't matter anymore because because of the other people who argued it were men, you know? Like, and I know, so I don't... I don't know. Have you heard that? That it's to control... I, yeah, I've heard that. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily agree with it. I guess I one hundred. I don't so, think the goal is to con, like constrict women. Right. I don't think that they went. They, they're like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna write this right. law, and it, the sole purpose is so that women can't do bind shit. them up. Yeah. yeah, that's the. And realistically, uh, it's not a like woman's right issue for me. It's more like a human right issue. Like you have the right to decide what to do with your body. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Because it, it speaks more to the actual thing that's going on. Yeah. Not like – sounds kind of callous, but not like who's being affected by the thing that's going on. But right. it, it gets really to the, the root, I guess. The actual deal instead of just the person dealing with it. Or yeah. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, it's so – a lot of the arguments that are so – you know, loudly vocalized. Yeah. You know, are the pretty, the extremes, you know, and there's a lot of people that don't exist on either end of those extremes, but still might be pro-choice or pro-life. And it's just, you assume that if you're a pro-lifer, you know, you're either a Bible thumping, you know, these people are killing babies or, you know, you want to, what is that show? Oh, the handmaid's tale. Thing that keeps getting, <laughs> you know, we want all women to go back to being subservient and all that. It's like, right? Those are very, very extreme, and the people that actually believe that is actually a very small, small minority. I think of the the pro lifers. You I know, feel like that's probably safe to say. And it, but it's still the people that assume that on the other side are just as bad because you're not, 
you shouldn't assume things like that. You know, right. don't assume the worst about people. Assume what's that JBP rule? Assume that the person you're talking to knows something you don't. That's it. No, why would you do that? Yeah, it's just that's that's no basis to have a conversation on. Right, and I think it also. Um, so f- before I move on to this other point, it's it is also important to say that it it was almost entirely men, or maybe all men that voted on this to pass it, right? But I again, I don't think that that it shouldn't matter. No, and it I think that the reason that it doesn't matter is it it takes away from giving credence to their possible idea that an abortion is not a not a women's right issue it's 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 a matter of murder you know what i'm saying if if that's truly what they believe for whatever reason whether it's a scientific reason a religious reason whatever if they truly believe that that's murder for them it's not about women's rights or whatever it's it's about the fact that that's killing somebody you know mm-hmm. and whether or not i agree with that is not my fucking business they're allowed to hold their own view you yeah. know but to say that that's about controlling women takes away from like Something that if they're religious, they probably hold dearly sacred to their entire life. You know, if you're deeply religious, you are deeply fucking religious. Like you live your whole life based around how you think God wants you to live your life. You know, and if someone's saying that, oh, that's bullshit. You just want to control women. Like, then what's the point of my fucking life? You know what I'm saying? If that doesn't mean anything, if if my whole life is bullshit, then what's the fucking point? You mm-hmm. know, that devalues what they're possibly living their whole life towards. You know, mm-hmm. that's none of my fucking business. Just as much as someone having abortion is none of my fucking business. Yep. You know, and and I will say because you could still have a problem with the people that that push it and and use the God basis. Yes, you can have a fundamental problem yes. with that because I have a fundamental problem. with Absolutely. That. If you were able to take that argument and strip away the religious aspects and just focus on the moral and ethical values that that religion holds sacred and use those as your arguments, well, let's have a conversation. Right. But if you're the minute you start to throw God talk into it, separation of church and state. We're done talking. Yeah. When we're talking law, you know, legal implications that are going to affect everybody. Yeah. We have to keep those discussions separate. I agree. I agree with that. But it's just, it's, I think that's kind of the, you know, when you hear some of the more extreme voices on the more progressive side or the left side, you know, they'll, like you were talking about earlier, they'll point out that, you know, it's just these patriarchal white men or they're going to assume the worst on their end too just like right. you know those you know hardcore christian people that the pro-lifers that are you know religious based you know just how they have no business in discussion too you know you can't assume that just because they're men that they're out to get you it's right just, you know well, and I hate to say, but people aren't that terrible generally on the whole there's also a whole slew of fucking pro-life women, you know, yeah. that are, are women who are pro-life, like that, who, who were that to be posed as a, proposed as a public initiative would have voted yes on it, you know? There's a whole slew of that, that, that agree with what's going on there, you oh, know? Yeah. Those women do not want to control women's rights. Like, I mean, maybe in the sense that they want to be in control of their own destinies, but not in the way that they want to, like, have control over other women, you know? I don't think that that's, like, really the case, you know? Seems really counterintuitive. So, one of the arguments on, like we were saying on the the left, right, is that, and I even have an article from somewhere here, that that abortion is a moral good, 
right? Which I think is a supremely subjective statement because when you're talking about morals, whose fucking morals are you talking yeah, about? Because, what morals? Because, again, when you're talking about two different sets of people, someone who believes that abortion is murder and someone who believes it's not their business, those are two completely different sets of morals. Yep. So based on whose morals is abortion a moral good? Because that person who thinks it's murder thinks that that's probably one of the worst things you could ever do <laughs> besides raping and then murdering somebody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's, that's kind of a bullshit argument. Um, if I were to, if I were to put a label on it, mm-hmm. that where the fuck is it? Oh, show dogs. New York intelligence, sir. Abortion is morally good. Intelligence, you know sir. So really, well, so this was oh, the, from the New York magazine, right? Yeah, yeah. So this was this was just the one that I picked. There mm-hmm. was a whole slew of these articles. Oh, I bet. Um, <laughs> but this was just the one that I selected. New um, York is a very interesting, interesting place. And so, like I say, I think that that's a supremely subjective uh, argument to make for this, right? So, let's talk about something that's called the Hyde Amendment. Do you know what this is? So, the Hyde Amendment was something that was done in fucking what year was the Hyde Amendment? Do you know? Yep. Sometime sometime in the 70s, something like that. Um, And that is what mandated that no federal dollars can be used on abortion. Oh, yeah. Right? So... Directly. Directly, right? So... There are a few candidates for the Democratic Party that are running for president in 2020 that are talking about repealing the Hyde Amendment so that federal dollars could be accessed for people to, to get abortion, mm-hmm. right? And take care of the dog there, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I was talking to Jordan about it yesterday, and there's like, I know there's like a huge gray area because there's all, all kinds of different state funding that you can access to get mm-hmm. an abortion, you know, but no federal money. But like, she's like, well, isn't Planned Parenthood like federally funded? Like, yes, but none of the dollars that Planned Parenthood receives from the federal government is supposed to be allotted towards abortion right. services, right. right? And then there's also, there was a documentary like a year or two ago that I think was called Unplanned um, that was about Planned Parenthood selling body parts like for profit right Mm -hmm. and there's like a certain element of truth to that in the effect that like research groups and scientists will buy like aborted fetuses so as to conduct research on them Mm -hmm. but not in the way that they're like selling fucking fetal parts on the black market you know like it's 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 not market trade right it's not exactly the way that it is portrayed you know and so there's also people who are like oh well they're making federal dollars and they're making money off of abortion because they're selling like baby parts and whatever and like i i guess you know like i but that seems like maybe a super overly simplistic way to look at what's going on there you know because how the fuck else do you get to a point of of stem cells and these type of advances without doing research and 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 what's the fucking point of of just throwing away yeah. something that could instead be used to maybe help somebody. You know what I'm saying? I feel better about it being given to the government, sold to the government. F- fuck it, you know, f- to maybe find a way to save some people's lives as opposed to just throwing it in a medical waste dumpster and then it being burned up or some whatever the fuck you do with hazardous. Well, I don't know what yeah. the fuck. Incinerate. You know? Yeah. So I don't, I, I would way rather it be used for scientific research than for it to just be like, I said, destroyed. I, you know? Yeah. And so, I'm, I had something that I'm, I'm thinking I'm recalling 
and I don't, I need to look it up to see if it's actually true, but wasn't that years and years ago kind of what the, like the last spark of the abortion debate kind of was, was when they were using aborted fetal tissue to do stem cell research. Yes. And that's when they stopped stem cell research for a while because they were like, oh, no, no, no. But now there's like a whole slew of different ways to like to get stem cells. And I think that we're, yeah. And I think that we probably should be thankful for that research at the time that got done because stem cells now are doing fucking miracle work for a shit ton of people. You know, so I, I need, would need to check like what the direct line or relation was to that. But if that is the case, I mean, obviously there was some good that could come from something like that. Yes. And so even though it might have happened that way, even if it didn't happen in that stereotypical black market style, there, maybe that something good was actually being done. Yeah. And it, I would be thankful for that. So the argument is commonly made in favor of repealing the Hyde Amendment that regardless of however much money you have or whatever, you should be able to access an abortion because if, even if your state doesn't allow it, you know, the federal government should provide that protection. Mm-hmm. And the argument on the other side is that there is what 48% or whatever of the population that's pro-life that doesn't want their tax dollars to be used or contributed towards something they don't morally agree with. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's morally right to take those people's tax dollars when a certain amount of them think that taxation is theft as it is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to take their Yo. tax dollars and invest it in something that they are morally opposed to. I don't know. First of all, I think it's fucking un-American, but I don't know that that's legal even if you are to repeal a Hyde Amendment. You know, I don't know that that's yeah. – I mean, I guess that's the only thing making it illegal, but I don't I don't think that's, that's cool, mm-hmm. man, you know? Especially you don't have any way to – once you've paid your taxes, there's no way to disseminate where that it just money goes, goes, man. You know, it just goes into the blackness of the trillions yeah. of dollars of debt and then gets recycled into whatever. So, <laughs> so it's like owning a boat. It's just a money pit. That's just all taxes are, right? So with what you know, and I am not by any means saying I've provided the entire story, but from what you know, from what I have provided you here, what do you think about the argument of repealing the Hyde Amendment to allow federal tax dollars to be allocated for abortion services? I mean, I feel like I can get, I feel like I can agree with you on that. It's like shitty to be like, oh, you more like to your core morally do not agree with this, but we're going to take your money that you worked for. And give it to people to do this thing that you morally, like, it is to your core wrong. Yeah. Like, that's not. Seems unjust. Yeah. yeah. Right. <clears throat> and people, I mean. Yeah. People will also say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to you, but people will also say, like, well, if you don't help them get access to an abortion and they have to have that baby, then they, you know, might be on fucking some type of entitlements program, you know, some type of government assistance that's then going to, you know, put a burden on the system that you don't want to be there anyway, which I don't. Yeah, that's a, that's I, that's a lot of ifs, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot of contingencies based off of one thing. But yeah, that's kind of uh, a very specific argument people use for those 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 few kind of more hardcore, hardcore conservatives that are so worried about the, the state of the welfare state, if right. you will. And that's usually their they're kind of go to attack on, you know, it's like, well, right. abortion is just going to put a, a burden, a, too much of another heavy burden on the welfare state. It's like, well, 
You don't know that. And when when Jordan and I were talking about this yesterday, you know, we're just we're just talking back and forth just to try and explain. And she said that she's like, well, like, what if that person ends up having to be on government assistance and you don't want them to do that anyway? I said, but that you have to assume that they're in favor of that they're against both of those things. Mm-hmm. I said, but like you and I right here, I said, we're, we both just said we're personally pro-life. I said, like I was on government assistance when I was growing up. I am massively in favor of being able to, to get shit from the government if you need it. So, so like, I'm not against either of those things, you know, like I, I certainly don't think that if you're 24 weeks pregnant and you're like, I don't know if I should do it, you know, and like, maybe I should start you're 30, 30 weeks pregnant, whatever, like maybe I should just have an abortion instead. No, government's got you like you'll be okay like we'll fucking we'll figure it out and we'll help you get there you know because that's what that's for you know what i'm saying if you're in a situation where you're by yourself and now you're having to look down the barrel of having a kid alone and mm-hmm. not having enough money you know that's what the government is there for like that's yeah. what i feel like that's supposed to be there for and you i know? mean if, so, if you were a a vehemently pro-life person that is in that situation and you just have a a fundamental you know block from getting an abortion right and now you know, that's also why those services are there. So that when you do that, I mean, that's I don't know how it works, but, quick. you know, if you have more kids, I'm sure you get extra money from, you know, Certainly. food stamps or something like that. Certainly. It's like that's the system seems to already have that built in. And so if that's the case for your argument against abortion, we already actually try to take care of that now. Right. It's, you know, it's just another avenue. Yeah. So, so what do you think about repealing of the Hyde Amendment? Excuse me. Uh, you know, my libertarian quandary. Um, I, I, I don't want any federal dollars to go to that. You know, especially because I think if we are going to legislate abortion at all, it should be on the lowest level possible. So on the state level, and the federal, the federal government should have really no say in what's going on here because the people that live in Alabama as a whole might have one way that works for them and we in washington state obviously have a different lifestyle a different experience in life it's apparently vastly different yeah Yeah, and we can we can settle our own problems you know and so i don't think the federal government should have any say in it and i think that should carry down financially because at that point then you also have a a stance that the government would be taking towards an anti-abortion you can make that argument because they're only funding, you know, they're funding all these states that have abortion programs or something like that. Yeah. You know, so you can go a couple different ways, but I just, I'm not comfortable with federal dollars being spent on something like that. Yeah. Because there is enough money to take care of everybody that needs to be on the local state tax level. I mean, we pay a shit ton of state tax. No, we don't. I mean, we do, but not like income tax. You know, we have like a 49 cent state tax on gasoline if you didn't know that look at the next time you go to the pump look at that sticker it'll blow your fucking mind last night i dax was being a prick so we (laughs) as as a baby uh, does so we put him in a car and because he's finally like starting to be cool with the car so put him in the car we're like we'll drive around and we'll put him to sleep right so we got to the gas station and i purposefully drove around for a while and then went to paul's bow safeway because i was like i got 70 cents off a gallon I'm going to go and get it because I got to put premium in the Land Rover and it cost me fucking almost $4 a gallon oh, for yeah. fucking gas in my car. So it's like, I'm going to go to Safeway. So 
nice and solid asleep. And so we closed the doors all fucking nice. And I was like, hey, Jordan, go in there and buy me some beer. I'm going to put gas in the car and we'll get the fuck out of here. Drive around more. So I fucking put in all the numbers and the card and all the shit. And it was like, do you want a receipt? And I said, nope. And everything fucking froze. And it wouldn't let me fucking cancel. It wouldn't let me do fucking nothing, right? So I'm standing there. I'm trying to fuck around. I'm waiting. I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying not to. It's also almost 10 o'clock. I've been up since 4. You know what I'm saying? And it's I've getting late. I've been doing this all fucking week. And I know that I have to get up at 4 today. So I'm like, I want to fucking go home and go to sleep so bad. Because at this point, I'm only going to get five hours of sleep. And I really want more than that. Gap. So... <laughs> So it doesn't work, and Jordan buys it and comes out, and she's like, "Are you ready to go?" I'm like, "Oh, fucking funny thing, no, because here's the shit." So I go inside, and the you know I'm talking woman, and she's like, "Oh, it happens all the time." Like, awesome, like that's great that you have pumps that consistently don't work. So she's like, "But the funny thing, it never that never happens if you come in here and do that." And I'm like, "Great, I'm happy. There's no sign anywhere that indicates you might have an easier time if you come inside." So. I put in my fucking saving number again and I pay and she's like, oh, you got 70 cents off again? I'm like, I fucking know. That's why. <laughs> so I go outside. Fucking Dax is awake in the car screaming, right? Jordan's trying to rock the car because he's screaming now. So I start to pump the gas. I put the thing in it and it's like, you're – Safeway card is invalid. You can't have 70 cents off a gallon. So I paid 384 for premium gas that I drove to Paul's boat to get after this woman <laughs> told me that I had 70 cents off a gallon. So it's not invalid because she saw it and told me how much I have. But the machine's like, nope, invalid. <sighs> I'm sorry. I can't. No, 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 no. That's the whole point of this. It was horrible. It was a horrible experience. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I couldn't stop talking about it on the way home. And I was frustrating myself. And that's like, that's the shit that, <laughs> as radical as it sounds, like, that's the type of shit that makes me want to kill myself. Like, I'm like, that's it. Like, I, I'm done. Like, that's, I don't want no more. Am I going to do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, no more. I'm not. And it's like, I can't. I it's, can't the, even. it's the smallest things. Oh. That put me over the years. And like, not to the point that I would scream at anybody, you know, like it's a, but a personal where I'm like, I'm just going to cry. Like, cause I just, in uh, this is really dumb, but like when, uh, you try to plug something into a plug in the wall mm-hmm. and it just can't, all, I consistently have problems with it. If you're not, I'm not looking at it, consistent problems. Oh, no, it. I know that struggle. And I just, I've had times where I've just fucking thrown it. Like, I'm not. I know I'm not. Whatever this is, I'm not plugging in it. Like, I'm done. I'm not. My laptop, I'm done using it. Like, I'm not. I swear to God. It's so fucking ridiculous. Oh. It's horrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's so, bad. Quick side note. Yeah. Is it just me? Or when you think about gas pumps these days, <laughs> are you just – so just think about this, right? Yeah. It's 2019, man. We have virtual reality fucking video games in our houses. <laughs> we have electric cars that are like beating fucking drag racers on off the line. <laughs> like we have this crazy technology, but it still feels like the fucking 1950s when you go to a gas pump. Those things are so archaic and it's <laughs> fucked up. And they always fucking break down. They're always out of receipts. There's something terrible is going on. At this point, we've been pumping gas in the cars for so long. I shouldn't have to do shit. I should, I should, I should just have to walk up to the gas pump and it should be like, word. Like, I don't, I know what your car needs and I know who you are. Just take the pump and just put it in. And I'll even start pumping. You don't have to pump the handle. And you just stand there 
and when it reaches the number, say stop, and it will be, <laughs> and it, and it will be. So you don't have to click it and fuck around to try and get it up to forty, and then you get it to forty dollars and oh. one cent because you just just too much, you know. And, and the you car washes just, it will know. that one cent. Really <laughs> oh my god, dude! And car washes at the gas station are smarter than the fucking gas pumps. Yeah, you pull up, press a button. It tells you when to stop, and you just sit back and relax. Your car gets washed. I you can't do that when it put gas in your car, for God's sakes. The last time that I went to fucking get my car washed, I hate technology, bro. <laughs> I went to get my car washed at the gas. Dinesh, have I talked you about Dinesh oh, before? Oh, yeah, we talked so about it on the podcast. is a guy who I think that he owns the Chevron up the work up the road from my work at like the top of Silverdale Way. Mm-hmm. There's a Chevron. Dinesh, I'm pretty sure, owns it, right? He's weirdly cool with me. Like, <laughs> and when you go and you talk to him, if you call him brother, he'll call you brother when you leave. Like, he'll call you whatever you called him. He's Indian, right? <laughs> so if, if you didn't know. So, yeah. so, so I went to get my fucking car washed and that fucking thing will never take my debit card. Only wants to take my credit card, right? I don't want to use my credit card there. I want to use my fucking debit card, but I know it's not going to work. So, I put in my credit card and it fucking wouldn't work. And it wouldn't like let me cancel. It wouldn't fucking know. So like five minutes I'm standing there and the window on the driver's side of my car doesn't roll down. So I'm standing there with the door open, like with one of my legs out, you know, just fucking kicking it, just hanging out because I don't want to just go in because I don't want to get charged for two car washes. So I just, I had to fucking pay cash there, even though I was like, I'm going to use my credit card because this one always works and my debit card never does. And it's like, fuck you. you so I should wash my man. own car. And it, it's horrible. Or just not wash your car. I don't wash mine, honestly. It's black. Dude, it rains yeah. enough, bro. It's fine. I live on a dirt road. It just, there's just no point for you me. You just collect it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's all that I have as far as, wait. Um, wait. <laughs> One more argument I, fu- I fuck with as far as against these fucking crazy laws that are going on, right? Is that you have protections here and against repealing Roe v. Wade is that you have protections here that have already been established, right? Like you've already, you've got rights for, you know, whether or not you like that term or not. You've got rights that are already established here. You can't be <laughs> stripping rights away from people. That's mm-hmm. like, that is, I have, c- will compare it to to gay marriage, right? You've already told them they can be married. You right. cannot you cannot now repeal gay marriage and be like, just kidding. Like, you know, no, whatever no, no. you did in this time is valid, but no more. You know? You can't take rights away from people once they've already got no. the same reason you can't ever take people's guns away from them. They've already had that right. It's already there. You can't take that away, you know? Yep. It's yeah. You can add, but you can never take away. No, not That's, when it comes to people's rights. No, no. especially because not in once America. you've established it's a right. Yeah, it's in the Constitution that the government cannot strip you of your rights. Yeah, except unless you join the military, then you sign on the you dotted line. Yourself with that, and all it's all in the contract. It's all there. You forfeit your, but you do get a whole new set of rights, which are relatively similar. <laughs> They're simpler, also. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Uniform Code of Military Justice, yeah, which just sounds badass when you say it every time. So if that's it. That's the last thing I think that I had as far as arguments for abortion. Do you guys have anything else that you want to add um, to, you know, abortion? No, I, it's I like would a add. harsh word. You know, it is. It just has like a. I just feel like it has like a negative connotation behind mm-hmm. it, though. Like a wart. Like that's why. You know, which is a whole nother like part of the discussion too is like whether or not that negative connotation is deserved yeah. whether or not you think it's right or wrong it's like well 
should it be a word that's kind of like schmishmorshin? You don't you don't feel like that comfortable saying it with it, right? You know, something that is so so intense and so severe, and it's such a a crazy decision to try to have to make. Like we just don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you know. But I think it is healthy to talk about it. And again, Haley, thank you for coming in here to yeah, talk about that me. kind of stuff because it's no, get the fuck out. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, we need to teach her all about the greatness of Game of Thrones later, so she's not allowed. <laughs> There's eight whole seasons, and if you watch yeah. every episode but the last two, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, I saw a whole lot of disappointment on the. Yeah. Oh, the internet is the on interwebs. fucking fire. Well, yeah, we'll talk all about that. Yeah, it's a whole. We did two fucking years for that last season of six episodes of. Yep. You know, some mediocre bullshit. So, um, <laughs> what do you want to talk about the next? The Equality Act? Yeah, uh, definitely. Let's okay. keep talking about rights. All right. So, the Equality Act. It is House Resolution number five uh, that was passed through the House of Representatives last week, 236 to 173, that expands the Civil Rights Act and the, protection of, and the protections that it provides based on sexual orientation and gender identity, right? So that it goes as far as public and private sector and, like, uh, healthcare, jobs, all, all the shit. Anything that black people can do now that white people can do as of, like, 1960-whatever. 1967. All the gays and trans get to do that, too, now. And, you know, I don't mean to demean. That's just an easy way. Uh, the LGBTQ yeah, yeah. community also yes. how now has access to all those rights, right? So... It mentions specifically access to locker rooms and restrooms, among many other things, right? So the bill prohibits an individual from being denied access to a shared facility, including a restroom, a locker room, a dressing room that is in accordance with the individual's gender identity. So that was a hotly contested topic, just especially in the last couple of years um, from like – uh, youth that are in school, excuse me, that are transitioning and want to use the locker room to which they are identifying. And there's all kinds of parents that, um, are uncomfortable with. There was a group of parents that like had private messages talking shit about him, which I think is really fucked up. And fucked all those up. people are horrible, nasty fucking people. So as to slander like a 15 year old kid. Because Who's they, going through some shit? Because obviously. they because they don't agree with their personal fucking choices in life. Yeah. You're a grown ass person, and you're going to talk shit about a 15 year old anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's that's it's so a hotly contested topic where some people are like, you know, that's we need to be accepting and understanding of. Well, no, not even that because that's not mutually exclusive of each other. But that we need to let these kids who identify, you know, access whatever bathrooms they want to use and whatever. And then there's other people who are like, that makes me intensely uncomfortable to think that there is somebody who may be trying to take advantage of, you know, a, a loophole, quote unquote, of, you know, whatever that's going on here. Because there is, I am sure, a minute percentage of the population that could try and may try and take advantage of something like this in a public restroom or something mm-hmm. like that. But again, the same with the, you know, third trimester abortions i don't think that there's a healthy amount of people that are like you know what i'm gonna do now that i can (laughs) tell everyone that i feel like i'm a lady so i can go and be in the woman's bathroom for just extended periods of time (laughs) 
<laughs> like, yeah, I don't think because if you're doing that, you're probably doing it now. Like, I don't think that that's but that's my thing. I don't think that this is going to stop in you. A bathroom, like you're going to do that regardless yeah, of whatever. I don't think it's going to stop you because is. because as America sits now, even before this, you get to sue the shit out of somebody if they're going to management. and They're like, this guy's fucking being a creep and the management does something like, listen, here, I'm transsexual. And I'm taking you to the fucking court, bitch. And you'll close down that movie theater or wherever the fuck you're at. Because for some reason, I had a movie theater in my head when I'm thinking about all this. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. But so there, it's hotly contested. The whole thing. Oh, yeah. Right? So Can the they, Republicans. It affects so many industries, first of all. Because, I yes. mean, the, to really, before we jump into it, just to understand the, the scope of what's going on here. Yes. And I don't remember if you, I, you might have just mentioned it. I'm sorry if I'm repeating this, but. It's important enough that it bears repeating that this is ultimately this is a amendment to the existing Civil Rights Act. Yes, this is going into the Civil Rights Act. So something that was designed and implemented to implemented just implemented implemented. That's yeah. a good word. Let's roll with that one um, into law so that you could what? you could not discriminate against. You know, an inalienable quality such as race. Right. You know, and this is that it's no black or brown people or anybody that isn't white cannot be discriminated when it comes to employment and, right. you know, all the stuff. No, no segregation. No Not nothing. legally. Yeah. And that's, and that, that's an amazing thing that happened. And I think we're trying to now take something that is more or less based off of objective reasoning and now implement things like, Sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, which can be highly subjective. Especially by some people's opinions that it is a choice because regardless of how stupid you think they are, there's, again, a whole sector of the population that thinks that being gay, being transsexual, being transgender, being whatever is a choice that you're making for yourself, you know? I certainly don't believe that a person who is gay makes that choice for themselves. That's, you know, that's who they are. And I don't, I don't have any idea what it's like to be born and feel like I am born in the wrong body, you know, so I am not by any means anyone to say that I don't believe in that, that I don't support that I, that I don't anything, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, I'm wholly in support of equal rights for people in the LGBT community, right? Yeah. Is that, that's what it is, the LGBTQ? Is there plus. any more? That's kind plus. of the... I think it's plus. It's, there's a plus now? I think there's a plus. I'm not going to lie. It's when we changing. were in school, back in our day, it was just the LGBTQ, right? It was just LGB. That was it. It was just lesbians, gays, and bi's. That's all. And then they were like LGBTQ. You know what I'm saying? Questioning. Questioning? Is that what is that, that is? I I questioning or queer? queer? Because I, I don't know. Queer. I don't know. I mean, because what do you do I've when you make a query? Way. You question something, I've right? I've heard either way that it's – I've heard it's both queer and questioning. Yeah, either and way. Plus is an all-encompassing extra for I don't get all it. of the um, – I don't get the labeling, but we know who we're talking about here. Yes. People that so, do not conform to either the standard cisgendered heteronormative life. That's – in the intersectional speak. There you go. So, yeah. so that, that's not how I would put it because I think that that's too intricate for what I think could be more simply said as like what I'm not only legally by the government standard, but scientific, like 
biological standards for and standard is not so as to imply that anything outside of the standard is like you fucking freak but standard in like a a genuine literal term of like a, a standard that a vast majority of the population is either a man or a woman and there is certainly a middle area and i think that's an easier way to explain i think that's how most people feel about that but like it gets twisted into like oh well what do you mean fucking yeah i don't need to meet anybody's standards and like well it's not a standard that i hold of you it's when you were born you were allocated into a class of people for us for us to quantify people down to a fucking number because that's what we do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you have a serial number. It's your social security number, bitch. <laughs> so Ooh. I don't like that, Donovan. Why would you plant that in my head? Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> So there are Republican siding concerns, right? The safety of women in intimate spaces, which is what we talked about, people going to the bathrooms that don't actually identify that way. They're just trying to be fucking creepers, right? Um Conscious protection, which they were talking about doctors performing surgeries that they have moral objections to, which I don't particularly understand because I feel like as a doctor, part of your gym is like if you're black and there's a dude who's part of the Aryan Nations, like you yeah, still, still are, you're him. still, uh-huh. you're still supposed to do that. So right. regardless of your moral objections, like if that's where you're at, then don't be a fucking doctor, right? Like, yeah. isn't that kind of the jam? So, that or seems don't like be it. a doctor that does that kind of procedure. Right. Do something yeah. else. Don't, yeah, you don't know. be a plastic surgeon or what, whoever it is that yeah. these healers are seeing. Or just be like, I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or whatever. If you go to private practice, that shit, do whatever you need to do. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, forcing schools to teach and affirm sex education that includes self-identified gender identity, which is something that I can understand because that is not <clears> – <throat> a broadly accepted idea of how that's done. You know what I'm saying? Of how that's decided. But I also understand that that's like a growing movement, especially in the United States of like all of the different pronouns that someone can use so as to classify their gender that are with all different variations of X's and Z's and, and E's and H's. Um, <laughs> I, however, it's done. Um, and so I understand that because I wouldn't want, I don't know, just because I look at it from a scientific basis, I wouldn't want somebody to be teaching Dak something that I don't feel like is scientifically based, you know? Yeah. And that's not for me to say that you can't do whatever you want, but I don't want that to be taught to my son what I don't think that that's scientifically based. The same way that I don't want people to be sharing information about how vaccinations cause autism when that's not scientifically based. Like, that's dangerous. Think whatever you want, but you shouldn't be sharing that type of information and you shouldn't be advocating for that information to be available, right? This is a little bit off topic, but like a couple weeks ago, Amazon took all of their anti-vax movies and shit off of Amazon Prime. So you can't stream them. You can purchase them still, but you can't stream them anymore, right? People fucking up in arms, you know? And that's, I told you the... The woman that we used to take our baby to a chiropractor that I – you know what I'm saying? It's whatever. And she fucking – on her own personal Facebook, so she has her own personal opinion. You know what I'm saying? Compared the removal of these movies from Amazon Prime to Nazi book burning during World War II. And like this is how the Nazis controlled people was limiting the information that they could receive. You know, and but you can like, go anywhere else and get that same information. The information yeah. is still fucking available, right. right? So not only not only is that an invalid argument, right. to to compare 
scientific evidence that is just affirmed time and time again with Nazi fucking propaganda (laughs) as a doctor is gravely concerning to me. I mean, chiropractor, doctor. First of all, they're a genuine doctor. A doctor of chiropractic. They spend that last time just not learning about, like, pharmaceuticals and shit. Like, about different body shit. Because I I talked shit the first time to one of the chiropractors (laughs) and he got pissed. So, it's a whole deal. Because that was a thing of, like, well, chiropractors aren't real doctors. And I'm sure Dr. Plum would be like, first of all, suck my dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Franz Plum, you know, we went to high school with? No. He... No. <laughs> he, no, no, you know who Franz Plum is. He played... <laughs> I feel like that's a name that I would remember. He played soccer um, and had, like, curly hair that was up on top of his head. It was tall and skinny. Like boxy um, on top of his head? Yep, yep. He did an aerial lighty for, like, a long time. An um, aerial lighty. Okay. So, his dad... What a name, man. His dad... <laughs> Dr. Plum <laughs> is is a chiropractor that comes into my work every Tuesday, paid for by my uh, bosses that well, adjust nice. everybody in the building. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a really that's dope. dope. He also refs an inordinate amount of soccer games for youth. It yeah. is. He told me he did fucking 14 in a weekend, one weekend. And I was oh, like, God. you got me fucked up, bro. Right. Yep. So. Trying to be anyway, at home. I'm not um, that person. Yes. So it's, like I said, that was gravely concerning to me that there's somebody who's a doctor <laughs> that's like, and it's, that's, you know what I'm saying? It's, that's their own personal shit. So she can do what she wants, you know, but I also can do what I want and not fucking bring my kid or my wife to see you anymore because that's some crazy shit. And I feel like, <laughs> I personally feel like it is, it is directly contradictory to the very beginning of the Hippocratic Oath, which is to first do no harm. You are advocating for information that is harmful to people, potentially harmful to people who choose not to vaccinate their children. Yeah, like just because you didn't fact. vaccinate your kids and they don't have anything doesn't mean yeah. that you can't get polio. It doesn't mean you can't get fucking measles. You can't get hepatitis, whatever the fuck, all that shit. Like that's the possibility is still there. And when you tell people not to do it, you're opening their kids up for getting fucking sick and possibly dying yep. on some preventable shit. That's some, that's the, we I mean, we've talked about this before, that, that cloud of protection that's and, supposed to happen. And that's, I'm like, heard of protection. I forget. Yeah, like you are a doctor, you're a person, you can make your own decisions, but I feel, I don't trust you anymore or your professional opinion, but I feel, because I feel like that's directly contradictory to what your first obligation is mm-hmm. to people which is to do no harm yeah the doctor it undermines your entire practice at that time, your entire industry and she like with respect would never advocate <laughs> for that in her business right like it's super holistic she would not tell people there as an as a professional that you should not do this mm-hmm. she would talk to me about and explore options but she would not advocate for that as a doctor it was on her personal Facebook, her own shit. I want to be super clear about that, that she wasn't as a doctor saying that. That was her own personal shit. But for me personally, it is reflective. It's like if if you're in a restaurant, someone's like, is there a fucking doctor in the building? You're probably going to be like, word, I'm a doctor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you're a doctor all the time, not just when you're at work, you yeah. know? So I feel like most of the time, if not all the time, you should be beholden to the Hippocratic Oath, you know? When you're at your house and you're talking to people, say whatever the fuck you want. But that's – I still am allowed to take that how I want it. For me, that's reflective of not your ability as a doctor because you do just fine. But maybe your 
Fuck, I don't. It's well, hard to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know how much of that seeps into her, her actual practical know. practice you know and stuff. But it does sow the seeds of mistrust. And I don't think. <clears throat> I mean, if you're a doctor and you hold that belief, that's one thing. But Damn to advertise God. it like you said, like that. I mean, it is what it is, man. Now people that's can judge shit. you accordingly and discriminate against your judgment for their own good. That's exactly what I did. So and I like that. Equality Act. Yeah. <laughs> um, got a lot of It's a great place to talk. Um, the Democrats are arguing that the president is deconstructing the LGBTQ rights plus rights that have already been established, right? And the evidence that was provided, especially in this piece of shit New York Times article that I'm pretty sure that I sent you about this, um, they talked about the Department of Health and Human Services defining sex as an immutable quality decided at birth based on like your genitalia or mm-hmm. something like that which which i think we talked about when we President absolutely Trump did, did and to me that sounds like i mean you're closer to a doctor than i am that seems like it's pretty on point with like what a doctor would say as to like are you a boy or a girl right yeah. what do you what do you got you know what's, <laughs> right. what's this about i know like what's so i that's that doesn't seem like it's reductive of people's rights or identity that that's just that's a biological standard Mm -hmm. that that everyone is beholden to because we are all beholden to biological standards because we're all human beings right Mm -hmm. like that's regardless of how you identify it's if we were to fucking slit you open you know and certain sexes are more inclined to like other diseases so they need to know like they need to know more than like what you identify as. They need to so, know this is what you biologically are, so we uh-huh. know what we should be looking for. So Colin talked like two weeks ago about a dude who went into the ER because he was having insane abdominal pain, and he's like, "I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on." And he was in there for hours or whatever, and they couldn't figure it out. So a fucking trans woman who transitioned to a man was pregnant, but didn't tell them that he was trans. So they're not even going to consider right. that you're pregnant because you're telling them that you're a man. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of how you identify, because those doctors don't give a fuck. They're not going to judge you for that. But again, for scientific biological reasons, it is important for medical professionals to know what you are biologically. The same reason when you go to the doctor, if you're doing fucking blow every day, you shouldn't be like, I don't do no drugs at all. Right. You should be like, I am a serious cocaine addict. Or at least be like, I'm not, adi- I'm not addicted <laughs> because I love doing it. I don't think I'm addicted, but I love cocaine. I do it all the time. Okay. I'm doing an ape all every day. Like, you should tell your doctor that if that's the case. You know what, what I'm saying? Right. People would like go to the doctor and they're like, no, I didn't tell my doctor I smoke weed. Why? Why okay. are you not tell? I mean, not anymore because especially now it's legal, but like when it wasn't, you know, people right. were like, Oh no, I wouldn't like when we were kids. I remember yeah. like not telling, you know, your pediatrician that you smoke weed. And I'm like, why? They can't tell your parents. Like, they're not going to tell your parents. Yeah. First time I smoked weed, I was 13 years old. So, seeing a pediatrician at 13? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. A pediatrician you can see till you're 21. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. What I'm saying. I'm going to find a good pediatrician to take my kids to. (laughs) My pediatrician is the same pediatrician that Jordan saw when she was a kid. Yo. Apparently, she still looks the exact same. She's an Asian woman. (laughs) They got. Sour no racism intended yeah. here, but yeah. a, in the Asian community as a large, there's some very, very good genes going on in there. Some of the there, longest living people on the planet. There is like a uh, – I'm sure there's going to be some people who hate this, but I used to say and still would. Um, there's like a tipping point for 
Asians, right? Asian okay. Pacific Islanders, whatever. That like you look mad fucking young up until like one day you wake up and all that age has hit you. Like all that 60 years that you've just been holding off that whole time you wake up and it's all there, you know? Because <laughs> old Asian people look fucking old most of the time, you know? Like you're like, you're definitely old. But there's like, until then, you look young as shit, you know? Good genes, bro. Trenton's dad is grown-ass man. He's in his 40s. <laughs> still smooth as fucking Pharrell. I mean, he's black. I don't think he's Asian, but like, <laughs> it's that type of shit that's like... I saw him on the shop last week and he was like, it's like the trick to looking this young is washing your face every day with cold water. Someone who was there brought up, they said, it was a basketball player and he said, when I was young, I looked up, how does Pharrell look so young? And it said that you washed your face with cold water every day. And he said, not only that, you have to exfoliate like a motherfucker. (laughs) So that's how Pharrell looks so young. Exfoliate like a motherfucker with cold water. I mean... Whatever works, man. So the other thing the Democrats are using is that is a <laughs> Supreme Court case that was decided last year. Masterpiece Cake Shop versus oh. whoever the fuck, right? I don't know whether or not you know about this. There was a baker in Colorado. Who refused to make the cake for the gay wedding. Right. So one thing that is increasingly underreported is that this gay couple traveled around Colorado finding bakers and picking them until they found one who said no. They visited several other bakeries. So who, just they can make a scene of it? Yeah. Yes. So they can make it a big deal. That's Because they needed that's, some, that's they wanted to have thing, it, right? you know, they wanted to push that controversy up higher to see if this was a thing that people would, that's would so bite ridiculous. onto. That's so ridiculous. Yes. So like, no one fucking ever talks about that. Where there no. is none. No one ever talks about I'm telling you, they went to like several other bakeries that were like, oh yeah, we'll do it. Until they like, found this sure. guy who was like, I'm personally uncomfortable with that. He, and it, we listened to um, the New York Times. There's a podcast that's called The Daily, and they interviewed this guy like I think two times. And he was like, "I told them explicitly, I will make you or sell you literally anything else, like literally anything else. I will make you or sell you, but I just don't want to make a wedding cake. Like that's the only thing I won't do. I'll sell you anything else, but I just won't decorate a wedding cake. Like if that's what it's for, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Fuck you." fuck fuck you i don't i don't want anything else i want a fucking wedding cake and so he got brought to like a civil rights uh commission in colorado who shit all over him and like treated him really poorly and that's why the supreme court ruled in his favor the supreme court case was not even decided this again increasing underreported was not decided that he was allowed to discriminate against that gay couple. It was that he was not treated fairly in the initial appeal in the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. Uh-huh. So it's not even having anything to do with gay rights or First Amendment or anything. It has nothing to do with the religion, nothing at all. It's because the first people who heard the case treated him like shit. Which that's why speaks justice to our current justice system. But the first fucking four articles that I've looked up about that to try and refresh myself, civil rights or Supreme Court rules that it's okay to discriminate against gays. That's not what the fuck they said. So I don't know why that's what this headline says on this article. Because it even says in the article, which no one reads anymore. No one reads the article. They read Mm -hmm. the headline, right? Says in there was not ruled because of First Amendment or religious rights. It was ruled because of his treatment by the, by the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? 
but somehow it's still being reported that way. You know, still, even here in this article. brings people to look yep, at it. But that's not even what it's about. It has nothing to do with those two being gay or even the fact that they found a dude who didn't want to do it, you know. It's it's because they found a group of people who treated him like shit because Colorado is pretty left leaning. They also just fucking decriminalized mushrooms. So yeah. there's that. You can fucking there's trip on that. shrooms decriminalized for free. Not for free, but Not for free. you won't go to jail. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Um and then Jeff Sessions, who used to be the attorney general, rolled back some protections that like I don't know. Yeah, I guess he just said that you have to use the bathroom that coincides with what your fucking person says, you know? People were like, well, fuck you, you know? So. I feel like people who are transgender probably would use whatever bathroom they want for years before this was ever brought up to be yes. an issue. Yeah, yes. I think so. As long as they're not exposing themselves to other and people, which you shouldn't do in any bathroom, regardless of stalls. what. <laughs> I don't yeah. even like urinals that don't have a divider, uh-uh. you know? And part of it's because I'm like a shy peer, but I just <laughs> feel like that's considerate. So as to have at least a little bit of, you know, your own shit. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a bathroom, that's bro. That's just me. Ain't nobody want to know anything about what anyone else is doing in there. No. Just. You shouldn't. You know, just go and take care of your business and get out, man. Yeah. But so. I sent you that video from the. The Heritage Foundation last night. Yes. And this was something I do wanted to point out because much like the the discussion, which isn't really so much a discussion as a shit-throwing contest around the abortion issue, same kind of thing here, right? We have around this Equality Act, you have pretty pretty extreme camps on both sides that are taking extreme stances here. And – the Heritage Foundation is kind of my go-to place to find out what the more or less the, the more far-right kind of conservative thought pattern is. And uh, I sent you this video. I'm good. Uh, and they have uh, – I would play it, but it's so fucking long. Let's just say they have this, this fear-monger video about how the Equality Act is going to strip away your rights and it's un-American and all this garbage and – Jordan they, said the music sounded like it was going to be a Call of Duty video game. Like yeah. Really intense. Dun, 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 it's dun, like dun, some dun, fucking dun, get you pumped up theme music in a war movie or something like that. that grab your guns because they're coming for them. Yeah. I almost expected like at the end of that video, like a statement like that. You're just so amped up and ready to like, all right, yeah, let's fucking throw down. But it's a good place to go to get kind of. That far right side of their views, right? And yes. they do have some legitimate grievances, especially when it comes to the Equality Act, right? Yes. Because we've already talked about some of the facilities and stuff that were, that could be affected. There's the, you know, the, the original kind of controversy back when Jeff Sessions was doing this thing was that, that bathroom ban talk, right. you know? But I mean, this, we're talking about the Civil Rights Act here, which goes a lot farther than just public facilities. This right. talks to, Employers cannot discriminate against somebody because they are of a different skin color, right? Schools. And so now you just sports. add in that extra language to add in or, you know, based off of your sex, your sexual identity, your gender identity, so on and so forth. Employment, housing, loan applications, education, public accommodations, and other areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're talking the medical profession. Uh, they point out that if some – 
parents took their kid to a, a doctor and wanted to, you know, and they told the doctor, hey, our, our, our young kid is going through this transition and we want to be able to medically support them and get them rolling on this thing. Like the doctor can't necessarily say no anymore because that would be discriminating service <sighs> against somebody based off of their gender identity. And Even that, if that's not medically the consensus of the medical community, that that's a great idea, you know. Yeah, because no, it's illegal. It would it would bar you legally from discriminating. Yep, that would be a hate crime. And I feel like there's a lot of questions still about whether or not it's a good idea as to provide somebody who has not started puberty yet with ample amounts of opposite hormones so as to stop that from happening Mm -hmm. and change whatever is going to happen, you know? I don't know that they start hormones before puberty. From what I understand, they have, like, hormone blockers to prevent Mm -hmm. prevent you going into, like, like, say, a female going to a male to prevent her from going through, or him from going through puberty as a female. And then once they come of age... They can then get okay. hormones to start the transition over into mm-hmm. a male. You know, and take it with a grain of salt, but they do lay out some numbers for whatever their radical protocol is that they so call it. They may or may not be exactly correct. Yeah. But in their eyes, the way they're looking at it, the social transition as young as four. So that's just the dressing. The, yeah, the dressing and referring to them as a girl or a boy or whatever they, you know, it is. And then puberty blocking drugs as young as nine cross-sex hormones as young as 14, which would be after puberty has already started, and then surgery as young as 18, because that's when you're legally allowed yeah. to do that right. kind of thing. But um, but again, you know, even if this was passed into law, which right now we, we said only passed through the House. The House. So it still has to go through the Senate and then be signed by the President, who I feel very strongly would not sign this piece of legislation yeah. if it were to somehow make it through the Senate. Yeah, especially now that he discovered he popped his veto cherry, and he he's all about vetoing now. Um, so it's just, I think one of the the problems I have with this is there's obviously something going on, something new is going on because we've never really faced this, we've never had to have this talk before, right? It's never been an issue until recently, anyways, at this level. But we don't really know what the fuck's really going on. We need to figure out what's going on before we try to pass some shit to, you know, that in regards to this direct, you know, gender identity issue. You know, there's obviously something going on. We need to get to the bottom of it until we have some, some hard data to go off of. Let's not make any rush, you know, let's not rush into a decision here. I mean, this could severely impact a lot of people's lives and like... Bad. Really, really bad. You can seriously fuck up somebody if... I mean, you hear about it all the time. that The suicide rate in the trans community is outrageously huge. Yeah. Why is that? We should, Maybe we should look into that. Maybe we should start to look in and just get a better understanding of what's going on before we try to pass a bunch of fucking sweeping legislation, an amendment to the Civil Rights Act, which is one of the greatest pieces of legislation we've ever passed as a country. Let's just... Make sure we're good here before we go. Right. You know, and I understand that the the trans community particularly has, it's easy to make the claim that they're under attack right now. You know, we had the, the trans ban in the military and stuff like that. Yep. You know, there's, 
there's things that we need to talk about. There's things that are happening. But again, let's just all talk about this. Let's study some things. Let's get some data together. And then we can have an educated conversation. Right now, we're all just kind of grasping at straws at what's going on. Yeah. You know, and it happens on such a personal basis. Who the fuck do we know what's right? You know, who knows? I have never gone through something like that. I've never known somebody that's gone through that. Who am I to judge? I don't know. There's no information out there. We went to school with somebody, with a girl who's a boy now. A couple, actually. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I went to school with uh, someone who went on to do mm-hmm. porn. I saw really? Her at, I saw her at the grocery store the other day with her kid. Really? <laughs> yep. Have you ever seen my a porno with her in it? Uh, Just because you've yep. seen it doesn't mean you've used it. There's I have a totally different I've <laughs> seen and used. I went to school with a girl who also made a porno, and like we've fucking I know hell of people who've seen it because yeah. why would you not watch it? If it's the same, Zach and Mira make a porno is based on the idea that <laughs> if you knew someone you went to high school with made a porno, you would watch it. Yes, you would. You know what I'm saying? So that's not. There's a difference between watching it and using it. So we'll know? say this, right? This is going to date me. And I, lo- I know how you love to do that on the podcast. So yeah, this was back in the day before um, streaming services for adult content like that were so you a thing. Watch it on a DVD, uh, DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> I got a phone call from an old buddy of mine from high school, one of my best friends who had joined the Navy, and he was I don't know, probably maybe like an hour and a half, two hours away at this point, and just elated. And so we were just talking about it. And he was like, "Yo, you remember this chick?" It's like. He's like, I want you to do something for me. I want you to Google this name and tell me what you see. And then, boom. I was like, holy shit. And so, there's, there may be a couple DVDs thrown around somewhere in my <laughs> collection. <laughs> hidden, hidden underneath like a copy of fucking Last Samurai or something. Just because you went to school with that girl? I had to find out. Yeah. That's uh, really funny. It was a thing. The girl that we went to school with that did a porno. Lives back in town now um, and works at a bar in Bremerton and has had an absurd amount of plastic surgery. Doesn't even look like a person anymore. It's bad. Yeah, that's rough, man. So uh, go ahead and bleep this one out for me. Uh, What? Yeah. She she did a porno. Um, I'll I'll Instagram it for you because it's fucking bad. (laughs) Um, Doesn't even look like a person anymore. Yeah. All right. Noted. We have. I have. You've all just heard a beep. There you go. We haven't done a bleep in a long time. No. This is going to be fun. I haven't bleeped in a long time. Thank you very much. I do have to fix it. Do you remember what she used to look like? Isn't that terrible? She was really cute before. Isn't it terrible? Yeah. It's really bad news. So Why would you do that to your lips? What I'm saying. You got to do what you got to do to make it in whatever industry you're in, I guess. bad. And no judgment either for people that do. That sucks. See? She used to, like... She used to actually be really cute. Yeah, that's rough. But she I mean, was really cute. days are long gone now. It happens, man. But it happens. People make choices. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. I love this. Show. No judgment, man. But whatever. Um, so there are a couple areas that <clears throat> that I have active concern in my mind. Not concern, but um, <clears throat> excuse me, consideration. Right. You see the slippery slope. So one of them was an article that I sent both you guys right about. A <clears throat> if it's a man who transitioned to a woman, say a trans woman, right? Yes. Okay. So tra- I believe so. I could be wrong about that. So that's what we're rolling with because that's the understanding of this podcast, right? A trans woman who began to be a weightlifter um, 
and Mary Gregory. Yes, who became a weightlifter and registered as a woman without identifying or telling anybody that she transitioned at some point, right? And subsequently fucking smacked all these other women that she was lifting against and like broke mad records and was like tweeting about it afterwards. It was like nine for nine fucking blasting out here, like just killing it. And then after they did the drug test, they're like, Oh wait, also you used to be a dude and you didn't say anything about it. So she's upset. And there's an article about, I think understandably upset, you know, that you did something that you like is fair or whatever. And you know, now it's being taken away from you, but I don't think that it's exactly fair because for whatever the biological reason, you didn't even acknowledge to anybody that you had transitioned so that they could maybe determine if there may be some type of difference there based on the competition, right? Mm-hmm. Because there is still, I feel the medical consensus from what I have read is that there are biological differences between a man and a woman as far as bone structure and density and muscular structure. I mean, there's, there's All like a, shit. you know what I'm saying? The standard man is slightly stronger than the standard woman based mm-hmm. on the way that their mm-hmm. bodies are constructed, you know? Yep. And their ability to build muscle is different. And I have only seen one, one person who is a doctor says that they're a doctor. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. In a Bleacher Report article that shit all over Joe Rogan, right? Oh. So how they shit on Joe Rogan, they took Quotes from his fucking podcast uh-huh. when he's talking about the UFC fighter Fallon Fox, who is a trans woman, right? Yeah. So Joe Rogan's podcast where he's talking off the cuff and has probably smoked two fucking blunts to the dome and is drinking whiskey. That's not going to be a good time to get a good formal quote of the idea that he has in the situation when he's saying – she has a dick. She had a dick like that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like that's not – to use that – as evidence that Joe Rogan is a slanderous piece of shit, I don't think is exactly fair. No, right? It's a because it's slightly disingenuous. If you were to catch him at the comedy cellar or whatever, or with the comedy store, and say, "Hey, can I have a quote on how you feel about this situation?" He probably wouldn't say, "That's a chick with a dick. She shouldn't be fighting other girls." I think he would probably state it a little bit more eloquently than that. Yeah. Right? Slightly. So they had a doctor in this article who was stating that. After enough hormones, it is enough to compensate for the physical differences that come, quote unquote, for whatever standard uh-huh. between a man and a woman. I have never heard that before. But hormones that. doesn't affect your body structure. No, that's no. not going to change your muscle density. That's no. not your muscles are still denser. They're still bigger and wider. Your hands are still the same width. You know what I'm saying? I know. I don't understand how those claims could be made. But no. in this Bleacher Report article that says that Joe Rogan's a piece of shit, you know, there's a doctor who also is trans, which may or may not be important to note, but they're saying that, you know, it. but I've never heard that before. And I don't know how that could be yeah. the case. But I mean, newsflash, I'm not a genetic scientist. I'm not. I'm not. But a, there is. Haley's a doctor. But there's, a, Haley is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but there is. A, there's more than just the XYXX chromosome difference that that make up the difference between a man and a woman, a, a male and a female. Word. All your genetics are different. Word. Like your entire genome is different and it's created off of the structure that you are a biological male or biological female. It's, it happens, man. It's not just hormones. So right. 
regardless of your hormone levels balance out and you're at this level, you didn't spend your whole life there. And your your genes haven't changed as far as I know. We're having we are right. we're not crispered up yet. No. You know, that might be something that's actually available in the future. Who knows? But not now. And it's just this is an avenue, the the professional athletics side of the kind of uh, – you could tie it back to the, the Equality Act. Yeah. This is a this is a branch that of entertainment, of professionalism, something, whatever you want to call it, that is directly affected by this. Yeah. And I mean, if you're a women's rights activist, does this not get real gray and cloudy for you when all of a sudden you're – biological women have to now compete against a, you know, used to biological man, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of their makeup or their build or something, you know, who knows? Or even how far they are in the transition process. I mean, even if, I don't know, maybe that's not exactly the correct way to say it, but I mm-hmm. feel like even if you have fully transitioned, like and your chromosomes have not changed, mm-hmm. like your genetics are still the same biologically at mm-hmm. its core. You know what I'm saying? When you were born, you were still a man, even if you've transitioned completely to a woman, which yeah. is not to take away at all from all the work that you've done, all, all the everything, right? Like that's not to take away from that because you have transitioned, but you are a trans woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like at the core, I so And I mean, and there's in the male community as a whole. There are alpha males, there's beta males, there's little scrawny little dudes and there's there's tall big ass motherfuckers, there's big bowling ball people like Joe Rogan who are just nothing but fucking muscle and they're right. short and stocky and they fuck people up. They're just a brick shit house. But so you could be a trans woman, but you could have been a, a short, small, meek little man. And, you know, you might be able to com- – your competitive level is, could be – I mean, I'm sure is equal to a certain weight class or something somewhere. So it may not be as extreme as, you know, trans people cannot compete in their typical gender or something. We just might have to change up the metrics of what – where you belong, maybe. Yeah. Or who knows? But it's to have that conversation now, again, to assume that you just want to ban trans people from like professional athletics. That's not, that's disingenuous. We just got to figure out what's going on here, you know? Yeah. And so when Jordan and I were talking about this, um, we were, I talked about a video that I had watched of a high school girl who was interviewed, right? And she was running track. And, um, so you'll take this really personally because I know you were trying. Um, <laughs> she was running track and she was like in the top six or whatever in her district or the county or whatever the fuck. And then one year there was, there was a boy who was transitioning to, to be a girl, right? And she came over into girls track and was smacking everybody, you know, just smacking on everybody. And then the next year there was another, trans girl who was there and they were both smacking on everybody so this girl is saying that they both ran male track like men's track before and were like okay you know mm-hmm. and now they're running female track and they're smacking you know she's like and i was i was in top six and when these two got in there i got kicked out of the top six lost opportunities for scholarships for all kinds of stuff because i'm not t- top six anymore because there's two trans women two trans girls that are now running in women's track mm-hmm. that are fucking smacking these other girls She's like, and it used to be that us top six girls were like competing for who was going to win each event. And now these other two are there and they're, they're beating us by like a body length at least, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's not 
Like we, it's not fair. It's not even fun for us anymore because we're not going to win. Like we're the highest we're going to place is third, you mm-hmm. know? And what's the fucking point in trying for third, you know? That I think is a huge problem when you're talking about possibly adjusting, shifting the course of someone's life, right? If your only opportunity to go to college, if that's, if you want to be a doctor, your only opportunity to go to college is a fucking track scholarship. And now you can't get a track scholarship because two people are may or may not be running in the correct classification for track. You know what I'm saying? That you would have been afforded before and now they may be afforded those scholarships. The, you know what I'm saying? That you may yeah. or may not – what I'm – like yeah. that's – what the fuck? <laughs> like you potentially alter someone else's like, life. Like what are you supposed to do? You know, I don't – that's yeah. that's crazy. Which you know? goes to the – again, my point. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about here. Yep. And really this doesn't – so let me ask you, right? And I'll answer it too so that you're not on the spot. I'm just going to ask you first. If Kenna is 15 years old and she's going to play fucking – Trace Bowles, right? His daughter, she plays tennis and like two years ago, there was a boy transitioned to a girl and is playing girls tennis and was fucking smacking, you know? So if Ken is playing tennis and there's, uh, you know, two, two trans girls that are there and they are smacking on everybody, like, how do you feel about, as a, as a personal opinion, like, how do you feel about, it? not that you, I think that you have anything against fucking trans people because I'm sure that right, you don't, no. but, and from like a fairness perspective, you know, well, I don't feel like it'd be fair. Yeah, honestly, like there's like we've already talked about. There's a completely different like biological standard, right? And it's not fair, especially like I don't, I don't. It's just not fair to expect girl. I mean, I don't want to say like girls are like less than, no, no. but like it's no, not we fair to expect them to be able to different. compete physically. Yeah, right. With someone who's biologically male, right. When it's just like in most cases, right? If you if you look at all the girls that we went to high school with, right? How many of them could have physically stood to have played an entire season of high school football with the boys on those teams, right? Like a handful, yeah. you know? Like I've known a few. Like a, yes, there was a girl who played offensive line on our football team, right? So there were girls that we went to high school with that could have played football and chose not to, and some did, right? But only a small handful that could have done that and not been hurt throughout the season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, and that's, there are some things that I think are closer to equal. You know, there's some girls that are faster than fuck. You know, there may very well may have been a girl in our high school that was faster than any boy in our high school. And were she a wide receiver and could have catched, she would have been smoking everybody. You know, there, I don't know that. You know, that's, that's not something I'm saying is, is unreasonable. But when you're talking about professional athletes, you know, you're talking about I I even have seen like professional or semi-pro female football players that are good. They're burning everyday dudes, you know, that are everyday dudes, but if you put them against professional NFL starting corners, I don't know that that competition is going to be the same. Even if you're talking about speed, the physicality that the game is going to be played with is not going to be at the same level. No, you I mean know. these because these guys are, I mean, peak professional athletes. I mean, someone who's a first round pick out of college that's in their sophomore, junior year in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So they're in their second or third season. They got a feel for their team. They're in their shit. You know what I'm saying? You have a strong safety that's a girl of even a, a reasonable stature or a large stature getting hit by a fucking 20. Say, if you come out of college after. 
three years, right? And so you went at 18, you're 21. So you're 22, 23, right? 23, 24 years old in this game. Your, your peak physical condition, you come screaming down 25 yards and smash a fucking girl who just caught that ball. She may or may not withstand that as good as someone that Calvin Johnson or a, an enormous fucking wide Gronkowski yeah. would handle a fucking tackle like that. You know, I don't like that's concerning. Yeah. You know and that's I'm not saying? to say that there there might be some women that fit that description that can hold their own. I'm sure that there are. Sure there are. But on the whole. Very small percentage. And that's what we're talking about is standards, right? Yeah. When you're talking about stuff like this, you're talking about standards that are being set. And that's not a standard that can be met by all or even most women. You know what I'm saying? So there's like some concern. There was a, a woman, I don't remember what her title was, that testified in front of Congress that was saying like, you're going to see a, a possible saturation of trans women into women's sports, you know? And you could very well see – a a men's league for things and a co-ed league for things because there's not going to be as many women that are going to be able to rise to the task and make a lot of these teams, you know what I'm saying, for whatever it is. Like there are – again, there are going to be outliers. There are going to be women that are going to make those teams because yeah. they are better at whatever the fuck it is than a lot yeah. of those men. But that's that's not going to be a majority. You know, if you – I don't know whether or not women are allowed or not to play in the NFL, but if you uh, oh had open tryouts for women all across the country, you're like, everybody who wants to play football, come try out for any team. And if you're good enough, we're going to put you on there. I still feel like it's going to be a majority men in the NFL. Uh Even if you cut out, rule out interest or anything, if you make every woman try out for the NFL, Mm -hmm. I still feel like it will be a majority men in the NFL. You know, and there will be women in that league because there's going to be some big bitches playing offensive line, playing D fucking D line, some fast girls playing all kinds of shit, you know, but I still feel like it would be a majority men. Yeah, I think so. Just numbers wise. And even if you're talking about something like soccer, right? Like the women's U.S. soccer team is astronomical. They're fantastic, right? Oh, yeah. So even if you took them and you put them and combine them with the men's soccer team, they may be faster and better, but there's going to be times if you go up for a header. The man's going to be able to have three inches on just because he's taller, you know, and the verse just might not match. Like that's – there are certain things that just won't match up the same. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that makes it unfair, you know? Yeah. But there are – like I remember that Trace Bowles' daughter wasn't opposed to it, you know? She's mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't mind. Like if, if that's what's going on, that's what's going on, you know? And if you're <clears throat> a female tennis player, a female boxer, a female what the fuck ever, you know, and you're cool – with fighting somebody who's trans, then that's like fine. But I know, especially in the UFC, there's a lot of women who don't want to fight Fallon Fox because they don't think that that's fair. You know, they're like that. She was a man at one point and now she's a woman, but her body is different. That's not fair. That's not safe for me to fight her. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's a reasonable concern and that doesn't make you anti trans or a fucking piece of shit or a bigot because you're have safety concerns for the biological differences between men and women. You know, yeah. like you said, we there's not been anywhere near enough research, so actual social or biological research, anything, anything to go on other than just like philosophical postmodern ideals. That's like, well, it's all hierarchical, and you know, it's all set up this way anyway against you, and mm-hmm. that's not that's not evidence that this is how this should be going. Yeah. You know, that's those are theories, those are philosophical theories that are being taught in school for thing people to consider. Oh you know? yeah. Not for us to build societies around. And it's massive in Canada right now. The, word. Uh, word. We've the talked one about thing that a lot. I've heard – I, I want to say I've heard Joe Rogan talk about this on some of his MMA uh, shows. But I think 
it's going to be one of those things where like some people are afraid that no action will really be taken in drawing the line publicly very extremely between, you know, trans women in MMA fighting other biological women and stuff until somebody, a trans woman comes in there and fucking literally kills yeah. someone else, you know, a, a biological woman. And then... Because that shit happens. You know it does. Saying? I mean, you're... It's fucking real, man. Yep. And that's... Again, there's there's no narrative to this other than the fact that male males and females are different in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And just... It's not that all males are this way and all males... Or and all females are this way. And then there's a vast fucking, you know spectrum if you will on both sides about which you know depending on what category you look at may or may not match up it's just people are different man and biological male and biological females are different period full stop do you know man this just fucking shocked me the last person to die because of a boxing injury was in november of 2018 it does not surprise me. Like, that shit still happens. So it's not even like that's an unreasonable concern. Like, that shit still happens. Even professional boxers. This guy was knocked to the canvas twice in the final round of his WBC, the World Boxing Championship, Asia title fight against Don Perwang. That's probably not it. On October 26th, after his second knockdown, Daja was immediately treated by medical staff inside the ring. He was subsequently taken to the hospital in Bangkok, where he spent two days in a coma before passing away. Jeez. Just got knocked to shit and fucking died. Like, just nope. got his ass beat so bad he died. What the fuck? Like, it sucks so bad. So two grown men are literally capable of killing each other with their hands in a sanctioned world boxing championship title fight. And we are talking about a world where we want to put a woman up against something like this, that doesn't sound fucking safe to me. No. I don't. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to do what you want to do. Washington is a fucking mutual combat state. I don't think I could beat your ass if you and I wanted to fight. <laughs> I think I would still go to jail. But, like, I don't know. If two growing, like, if that's, if you have enough people that were around to be like, no, they all shook hands and, like, this dude and this girl, they decided they were going to fight. I'd, then I guess do you, you know, like that's, I'm not here to say that you can't do what you want, but that sounds fucking dangerous. It sounds, yeah, like, sounds pretty dumb to me. Why would somebody want to put themselves in that situation? It just sounds dangerous. So I think, do we want to move on to Trump talk? Um, Or do we have any closing I have Yeah, one thing that I wanted to ask about, um, it was a quote from Representative Vicki Hartzler. She is a Republican from, what's that? It's Missouri, right? MO is Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, so she called the legislation grossly misnamed, right? And her quote is, the bill hijacks the 1964 Civil Rights Act to create a brave new world of discrimination based on undefined terms of sexual orientation and gender identity. The legislation threatens women's sports, shelters, and schools, and could silence female athletes, domestic abuse survivors, and other women. So the only thing that I really didn't understand about what she's saying is the domestic abuse survivor part. Mm-hmm. I don't know what about this will – because I understand all those other things. That It calls into question all those other things because you have, like I said, the possible saturation of market for all those other things. That mm-hmm. There could be a huge amount of men that are not able to get into men's sports, cannot get into men's shelters, can't get into men's schools. They will be like, I'm a woman. I'm applying here. 
Totally possible. Mm-hmm. Totally fucking possible. I don't understand how it influenced domestic abuse survivors. That's I'm, the only thing I don't get. So I'm just going to take a stab at it. Um, and I don't expect you to have an answer. I'm just posing because I don't yeah, understand. Just as a, and I can't ask fucking yeah. Vicky Hartzler. And I mean, I could see some kind of understanding in that because I would love to pull the numbers. But I have a feeling that the vast majority of domestic abuse survivors are women. Yeah. You know, I know from personal experience, I have a member of my family who was a victim of domestic abuse. Yeah. You know, and he is a man. It And it went on for years, physically beaten multiple times. It does happen, but I think... Just instinctively, I'm assuming that the vast majority of those victims are women. Right. So that might be what she's talking about. Because when it comes, if you're going to level the playing field, just to like that, it would shift the like the statistics, or well, the fact that you know, and see again, I don't. I'm. This is probably calls into question the legal aspect <laughs> of this. But if a man beats up a woman, for the most part. He's probably going to get a much more severe punishment than oh, a woman beating up the man. Oh, but if he subsequently identifies as a woman, it might. Okay, boom, it might Word. remove essentially the extra okay. layer of protection or something like that. It makes it a less severe crime, right? To, okay, for a a, a biological then it, man, it could to, just be an assault as opposed to a domestic violence. Maybe Word. I don't know. And okay, it might be. No, 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 that makes, but that's not, where my mind and I don't goes. know, and I don't. I don't know for sure either. And I don't. I'm not saying that you do, but that makes sense. I can mm-hmm. see how that. Even if she doesn't fucking know, I can see how she's like, yeah. well, you know, of based course. off of this legal argument that I don't fucking know about. Yeah, she's a politician. This is what I at. think. Yeah, no, I can. I could. If I was a politician, I could spin that. So mm-hmm. I, can, I could spin that. that <laughs> Dude, I could I could make hay all fucking day. I mean, you are the official, the unofficial mayor of Keyport, right? <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Thank You for Smoking? Oh, hell yeah. Have you ever seen the movie no. Thank You for Smoking? Oh, it is a about film. a guy who is a lobbyist for the tobacco industry, like for big tobacco. So he goes to schools and talk shows and convinces people that tobacco isn't bad for you. And... <laughs> He like, you know, meets with, with like a group of people like every week or whatever. And one woman is from like alcohol and the other guy is from the like, firearms and stuff. And so they're, you know, they're all just lobbyists. And I, so Jordan and I watched it. And when we were done, I, I like that movie a lot. And that's what that's we watched. It. And I, so I said to her, said sometimes after I've watched this movie, like since I watched it the first time, I now think sometimes like what events happened in my life that, if they were different, I would have become a lobbyist. I said, because, I mean, if that job isn't right up my alley, then I don't know what the fuck is. It. <laughs> so, like, like what what would have to be different for that to be what I was doing, you know, instead of yeah. cutting neoprene in a factory somewhere? <laughs> like, what else would be different for me to be like, I want to be a lobbyist, and I'm, like, on the road there, you know? Well, you know, if you get your name out there. You might, you might have that opportunity. <laughs> so in that the probably shouldn't be a career anymore for anybody okay. to be able to be a lobbyist. I don't, I don't, want to, <laughs> I don't want to start now. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So um, I think that's all I have as far as the Equality Act. That was the last thing that I was okay. reading last night, and I just didn't understand what the fuck she was talking about. But that makes sense. Okay. I, can, I did want to do a quick little that. side plug. What the fuck um, do you want? Yes. Uh, we mentioned it during yes. the, uh, the pre-show. Me. We have because we said we'd follow. It. We talked briefly. Yeah, no, a I want to know ago about the 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 robbery of the gun store 
in our in Gorst area. Did you Gorst? hear about that? No. The gun store in Gorst. That's like if you're going towards Belfair, it's right off yeah, to the I right. Yeah, I always said that that's where I would go during a zombie apocalypse. So uh-huh. that store, someone stole 99 guns from that store. Yep. Yeah. Three people. They have on video. I watched the video. Finally <laughs> and the it's 99, day. right? That's the amount of It was of guns. 90, that's a lot something of guns. like that. Yeah. How long were they in there for? 98 guns. 98. So they yep. tore the gate off of the front of the door, broke it with a barrel, took the barrel inside, filled it with guns. <laughs> And then left with the barrel. Yep. Well, we have an update on that situation. Because we didn't know who did it. Yeah. Detectives are now searching for a teenager from Burien accused of leading the burglary last month at the gun shops where over uh, almost 100 firearms were stolen. What are Um, you doing over here? So, well, what do you think? He's coming up to a place that's not his backyard. You don't shit in your own backyard. And then you go back and sell them in Burien? Exactly. And then you go back and sell them. And they have recovered, I think, a total of 12 of the guns right now. So most That's of them are all? still out on the street. Oh, yeah. no. But oh, the my way- God. Got rid of them so quick. Probably already had a buyer. If you're stealing 98 guns, yeah. you got to already have someone who's going to Yeah, you got to have some plan yeah. with that. But 70 of them still remain on Fuck. the streets. So that's, that's a, a lot of guns. But most of the guns that were recovered were involved in shootings. Oh my god! And so this this is what essentially looks like street violence and gun, you know, gang violence and stuff. And this is what's going on here. They they still looking for the guy, um, Christian J. Lewis Borwick. But Borwick. That's, that's the guy who they um, think is. Yeah, in it. because this motherfucker. We I think we even talked about this, but it was how much time after the break in. I want to say it was like within hours of the break in or whatever. He had he was offering up on Snapchat to oh sell to sell Grizzies, which apparently <gasps> is code for I think a Glocks. Oh. But uh but yeah, so, so they don't they haven't picked him up yet, but they got pictures of him. I mean he looks like a winner, right? I mean you winner. see him there. He looks like a, a total winner. Did you see that? But yeah. uh ugh. Yeah, I can adjust that. So yeah, well, he's strapped. That's for sure. Yeah, so it's it's still out there. You know, seventy of the guns are still at large. Can I ask you? Um, do you guys have guns in your house? Yeah. Yeah. We have um, a shotgun, and then Mitch has two like old uh, revolvers that don't do anything anymore, but the shotgun does. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't locked up. Obviously, we don't have like kicking. Right, right. I remember like John had his like just posted uh, up in the closet. Yeah, yeah her stepdad. He yeah. yeah, they got it as a wedding present, right? That's what it was. I don't. I think that's what it was. <laughs> that it was a wedding present, as obscure as that fucking piece of information is. You're the guy that holds on to those things, man. Terrible. You have um, lots of crazy knowledge of this really nice shotgun that yeah just sat like by their bed, and I was like, "Word, oh word." And I have a proposition for a topic next time we, we discuss things. Okay. I just saw this one article in the Kitsap Sun that Jay Inslee, the loved governor of our state and Dude. 2020 mm. candidate who fuck was blowing Jay up Inslee. my Facebook feed asking for money. Yeah, um, fuck him. I know, man. Fuck so bad. you. Apparently, he has signed. I'll tell you why he's a piece of shit in just a minute. <laughs> well, he has signed into law what people are saying, laws that now make Washington State a sanctuary state. So I would, I am lobbying that we discuss that in the future. Once we kind of can dig into it. That sounds like a fun one deal. So Jay Inslee is running on a platform of 
carbon neutrality and like you know climate change like that's his big thing it's right like the green new deal light so he's the governor of washington state right mm-hmm. so be per jay Inslee, hydropower is not considered a green energy yep water that like energy that is produced at a hydroelectric dam is not considered green energy for a couple of reasons, but one of them being the amount of wildlife that is consumed in the turbines, even though a majority of that is stopped by a large fence so as to stop wildlife from being consumed in the turbines because it's not good for them. <laughs> right. No, it's a very expensive there is a, uh, repair process. There is a minute amount of of wildlife that is consumed in the turbines. And that is one of the few reasons that hydroelectric power is not green energy in Washington state. I mean, there is more. And right. There is more, but that's, that's like his main thing. That's the one that we like to hang on to because (laughs) it's so fucking stupid. Um, And were it not for this ruling of hydropower, not being a green energy, we would be as a state, almost 100% green energy. Well, we can't do that because there's nothing to fight for. Tax money. Huge a reason that – and now he's like, fuck, John was just telling me about it. We got to have this guy, John, on the podcast, the guy whose house we got married at. He's like – he works for Puget Sound Energy. He's like a fucking – he's a motherfucker up there. Oh, word. Like a regional – That'd be a good contact for me because – Worked. He, I work with PSE a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's also was like, I'm pretty sure that he was a chief in the Navy and then retired. And he's, he's got a, oh, word. you know, like lived in Italy for fucking all these years. And he's like, I know all this stuff and diving and just a worldly motherfucker. You're just, you'd cream in your pants when you meet him. So <laughs> I already you know. Am. Yep. So it'll be a, <laughs> it's, it'll be a whole deal. But he, so he works for Puget Sound Energy and he was like, it's like, yeah, Jay Inslee wants to, um, redo something you know knock that bad boy back redo something and his argument is that it's only going to increase the cost of the power like you know 3.8 percent but that's the low end of the 3.8 percent to 13.4 percent or whatever and it's really going to be closer on this end of 13 percent my fucking power bill is stupid as it is and you want to add 13 fucking percent to it are you fucking kidding me yeah, to revitalize whatever, you know. <laughs> whatever. For some fucking, yeah, some bullshit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So fuck That's Jay Inslee because now he's yeah. traveling the country telling people green energy and we need to have green energy and climate change is fucked up. And, but also don't look at the taxes I'm collecting <laughs> in my state yeah, because don't, don't they're all from the energy. Yeah. Don't look at that. Yeah. So fuck Jay Inslee. He <laughs> I, just, I knew you would love he that. He just like reached the threshold of enough donations to like be in the, in the debate. In the debate. Yeah. So now Super. he's going to, I think it's 65,000, you know, not independent, but separate yeah. donations. There is so many Democratic candidates that they're having to just have two separate debates. Instead of like one, they have to put them in two groups because there's too many to have all in one. There's there's 23, I think, people actively running to be the Jesus Democratic Christ. candidate for president. Yeah, there's a stupid amount. It's absurd. You want to know how you got Trump in 2020? That's what I'm going to say. You want to know how you got Trump? You started with 23 fucking candidates. That's how. Split yeah. your vote a billion and a half ways. Because you know it's got to go down to one, right? Yeah, it's which is gotta, interesting. Eventually are, you have to pick one. Things are changing. 
you know, people that were in the lead are not in the lead. And it's yeah. it's getting, getting really interesting. Okay, so do you want to um, – we've been at this for, for a while now. So do you want to talk about Game of Thrones and sports and get the fuck out of here? Yeah, let know. me just say the one thing. What? Um, maybe we'll talk about it next week. But uh, this I, – I said it. I'm pretty sure week. last week Trump needs to stay out of the fucking Rose Garden. Yes. Yeah, because we – yeah, he had another one last week that I don't remember what it was. It was about immigration. He laid out a new immigration plan and then this week – Went out and did that weird shit. Yeah. Well, he did the. Yeah. Uh, this was the meeting with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer yes. about Infrastructure Week, and then as soon as he walked in, I can't remember exactly what they said. Nancy Pelosi had just finished another televised press conference, calling him, you know, saying that he's he's involved in a cover up and all this shit. And so yeah. he just ended the meeting and he walks out to this podium that had this nice sign and everything all built and all these statistics all put out there all centered around like the Mueller investigation and the costs and everything. And like two or three of them weren't correct statistics. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course not. But it was a, it's an interesting little conversation. It said that it cost $35 million, but really it cost $25 million. Yeah. yeah. It was a whole, it's a whole deal. Yeah. But that's why he should stay out of the fucking Rose Garden. Nothing good comes between Trump and that Rose Garden. No. So, so Game of Thrones. Sorry, I made yep. you read articles for nothing, but. <laughs> um, no, it's not nothing. She was. She's now. That's. I. Almost, I couldn't decide whether or not I actually wanted to apologize because I was like, but it's not a bad thing that she read these articles because she gained knowledge from it. So, Absolutely. So I'm only half sorry. <laughs> right. uh, sorry, not sorry. Is that one of those? So Game of Thrones, the dragon show that everyone's upset about, right? So highly upset. Okay. So give me your off the bat. How did you feel about the uh, the last episode of Game of Thrones? Because the one before. It's crazy. Bitch wrote a dragon murdered of like a fucking entire city of people. It was crazy. No one expected just that to happen. Nope. She's just city. burning everyone down. And so we're all like, oh, this is going to be fucking crazy. However, I do want to fucking toot my own horn just for a second because before we left last week, I said, Colin, are you at all concerned that the ending of this show is going to be disappointing like The Sopranos? And you said, not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. <laughs> and I said, I'm gravely concerned. (laughs) And it was shit. I think... There's a lot of uproar about it. Yeah. (laughs) The fucking internet has been imploding since then. And everybody's just like, oh my god. My statement about what I thought about the finale of Game of Thrones is just to say, I am incredibly thankful for eight plus years of extremely high quality content and storytelling. The wholeness of Game of Thrones, yeah. for me, was not ruined by the lackluster ending. We started to watch it again. We already are re-watching Game of Thrones to be like, maybe we can recapture an appreciation for it. Because you're right, the show as a whole was awesome. It was just that two years went by in between the last episode and these episodes. And so we're like, well, this was shit. Like, yeah. this, There's a petition signed by oh, hundreds no. of thousands of people for them to refilm the last season of Game of Thrones. That were like $100 like, million. Yeah, we're dollars. Not do that. And so one of the actresses um, who plays Sansa, she was like pissed off and like went off on social. She's like, fuck you guys. Like we all, we all worked our fucking dicks off for two years to make fucking six episodes of shit for you to be like, oh, this is ass. You know, <laughs> like I know it was so ass that I think, whoops, that I think you should fucking redo it. You know, it's like, what a waste, like what a waste of my time 
to have done that. And everyone's time. The writers, the directors, everybody. Yeah. What a waste, you know? I will say, you can tell that they didn't have a story to go off of anymore. Word. So You could say that pretty safely. So that being said, I was supremely disappointed with the last episode of Game of Thrones. Not to the point that I'm like, you should remake it. But but that I was supremely disappointed with it, right? And for numerous reasons. One, because – so let me say this. I can understand – that it was the logical ending for the show, right? If you, it's, it's got to end somewhere, yeah. and you know that's one that's one know, place you could, right? It's a logical ending for the show. However, this show has followed no pattern of logic throughout the entire thing. They're like, oh, these are all your favorite characters. We're gonna murder them all before this season <laughs> is over. Yeah, that's like that's what made this show so great is that you loved all of these characters and they just continued to murder them. They're like, ha, ha, ha. and they didn't care at all. They just continued to kill them until you're left with just a core group of like six people or whatever that have been there from the from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, that's it. This is what I got. So I really love these people. You know, so I don't understand why all of a sudden it needs to be based on logic. You know, all of a sudden it's like, well, what else would they do? You know, it it only makes (laughs) sense for them to fucking pick a dude who, you know, on that note, not four episodes was like, I'm not a person anymore. I'm a fucking supernatural being that is like not even of this world. But now all of a sudden he, this guy is so stupid. If you've never watched it, it's called the three eyed Raven, which is just, he like can go into like, he put his mind in other animals and see shit and can see the future and the past and knows fucking everything. Right. So he's been all weird and stoic and fucking, you know, not saying shit for like six years now because he's all fucked up and weird. And, <laughs> and when he finally shows up, he's telling everyone, he's like, I'm not even, you know, I'm not brand anymore. I'm a three-eyed raven. Like, I don't, I'm not even, like, really of this world anymore. Like, I don't fucking matter. And then, and then the show, they're like, it should, he should be king. It should be this guy should be king because he has the best story. So, not fucking three episodes ago, he was like, I'm not this dude anymore. I'm not even a person anymore. I'm a three-eyed raven. Yep. So, what the fuck do you mean that he's, like, that doesn't make any sense, right? Jon Snow, who's, Spent the whole show being an awesome character and then, you know, is, finds out that he's the one that should be next in line to, to be the king, right? Then they end up sending him to the wall. So what's the fucking point of his character at all in this show? It's not. No fucking point at all. Uh, at all. Like, it just completely reduces him to nothing. Yep. Like, his whole storyline of being a Targaryen, of being all that shit, doesn't even matter because it's all fucking out the window. He's just going right? to go hang out with the wildlings. So, also, he gets sent to the wall by request of Grey Worm and the Unsullied, right? <laughs> yeah. And then Grey Worm fucking leaves. Like, they go and do their own shit. And Sansa's the queen of the north. She decides to secede and do her own shit, and no one's going to question it. But she's the queen of the north. The walls of the north... Can she not then stop Jon Snow and be like, why don't you just stay here? Like, you don't actually have to go there because I rule all this shit. Just stay here. I'm your sister. How Look, dare you be- bring logic into this situation? What the fuck? Yeah. There's a lot of holes, man. You know, I really don't get it. Why is the Night's Watch still even in existence anymore, I guess? Well, I the concern was the wildlings and the white walkers. And there's peace among the wildlings and the white walkers don't exist anymore. I love you're just like I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand what the point is. I don't yeah. understand 
a lot of it. You know, I do like that Arya became Christopher Columbus, and it's just like, I'm just going to go discover the world. Well, and I almost feel like that sets it up for a spinoff of her having a show about going to different fucking worlds. And, and just killing people. Yeah. There's a whole group of people that are called like the Faceless Men or some shit, and they can, like, wear the faces of people who have died. So they just make yourself look like anybody, you know, and then just take it off like a mask. And yeah. Like it's, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. How does that, how does that go again? I don't even know if I can recreate that noise, but, um, yeah. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess the whole argument for this guy who's not a guy anymore to be the king was that they're like, it should be who has the most interesting story. That's who the king should be. Right. <laughs> And I don't know why it's that dude, especially when you have a fucking girl who can literally take her face off and be another person. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that's not the most interesting thing that happened in the whole show is that she can take oh. her fucking face off. Yep. No. There's a whole movie called Face Off about changing faces. Why is this not the most interesting thing that happens in the show? If the dragons aren't relevant anymore, which also – the dragon melts the throne, right? Uh-huh. So I'm asking Jordan, I'm like, how does the dragon even have any, like, com- just, I don't, just how does it even conceive of, like, just a happy coincidence? Dragon is super sad because his mommy's dead. So I'm just going to burn And he doesn't want to kill John because he's a Targaryen, apparently. And so there's some kind of blood thing there. So he's not going to burn him. And so he just gets all scream, you know, he gets all loud and then just breathes fire. Right next to him, and then it just so happens to be melting the fucking throne. Which just so happens to be the one thing that everyone is coveting in this entire fucking show <laughs> called Game of Thrones. Yes. And the throne is destroyed by a dragon who, who doesn't actually have any, like, you know, doesn't actually conceive of what this thing is or what it means to anybody. <laughs> it just so happens to melt the one thing right there. Just a metaphor, bro. Just a metaphor. It's Fuck, a forced dude. metaphor. So fucking stupid. And the people who didn't. It's very tropey. Who, who didn't. Uh, because I understood the symbolism is it. But I just yeah. thought it was fucking dumb. Because there hasn't been symbolism in anything except the last like three or four episodes of the show. And all of a sudden they're like, we're just going to write in every single, you know. You got to be deep to really get these last. So anybody who like enjoyed the show on a superficial basis before is going to hate those last four episodes because they're not going to see <laughs> any type of anything in those. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones as a whole was like the – because so since you don't know anything stupid. about it, right? It's, 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 it's so all stupid. based in like, you know, sword magic type this is fantasy, right? And – To make people hate it. In, <laughs> in fantasy and in like sci-fi and shit like that, there's these things we call tropes, right? And it's just – they're like call-outs and themes that are just very, very prevalent. And, you know, it's – you know, you can have yeah. them in every genre, drama, romance, everything. But this show on the whole has been kind of an anti-tropish show. And then to just throw all the cheap-ass tropes in the last few episodes yeah. was really – and, lazy to me. And what do they call that? Like a like an ex machina or something like that, where the where the plot just solves itself. Like yeah, it, it just yeah. remedies itself, you know? And it's like that you just you had a character who narrated what the story should be for the last half of the episode. Like mm-hmm. this is what should happen. Who he's already not to mention he's already he's a fucking prisoner. Like he's tied up and he just dictates to everybody how they should rule this kingdom, you know? 
What? <laughs> yeah, a lot of things don't it, make sense. I don't understand why Grey Worm has any power to hold John and Tyrion. I don't get why, why they're not criminals because they've taken control of a city that they're not relinquishing anybody to. Yeah, no, yeah, none of it really makes sense. I will say the one part about. I mean, I was teetering at the point of <laughs> almost. I almost lost it. We'll just say that <laughs> when fucking Sam got up. And started <laughs> making the pitch for fucking democracy. Yeah. I was going to be like, you fucking social justice warrior, virtue signaling motherfuckers better not write this in. I'm happy. And then they laughed at him. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm thank happy you. that there wasn't like a, have you seen Avengers Endgame? No. Fuck. Bitch, dude. <laughs> Who are you? Why? Like, what are you doing here? So I'm happy there wasn't like a. Like you said, like a social justice warrior, like girl power moment, like there was an Avengers Endgame, like at the like at the tail end of the last four or five minutes of Avengers Endgame, or the entirety have, of Captain America or Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel. They have five female superheroes that are all really pretty much tertiary characters. Like they're not Captain Marvel is the one that's like she had her own movie, and all of the other ones are like. They're like side characters. Sidekick, you know. sidekick side characters. Like yeah, of that badass as they are. Right. They're not the main characters. There's like a shot of just them because Captain Marvel, and this is not going to mean anything to you, she has to take this fucking gun and get it to somewhere else. And Spider-Man's like, how are you going to do it? Like, how are you going to get over there? You know? And so the other four or five female superheroes, they all come in all fucking CGI and, you know, they're all standing behind each other in battle poses and like, She's not going to go by herself. And so there's a whole montage of them fucking beating dick over to, you know, get this gauntlet to this other dude. Not to mention, right, that Captain Marvel is supposed to be the most powerful superhero in the Marvel universe, right? Oh, yeah. She's the so, Superman of Marvel. So she all of a sudden, anything. she's incapable of doing something by herself, even though the vast majority of the movie, she's like, no, fuck everybody else. I'm on my own shit, right? All of a sudden, mm. she needs help from everybody else. But it, it's also only women who are able to come to help her at that moment. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's like this. And it like sets up and teases almost for like a female Avengers type of thing that, you know, yeah. it's the end of phase three for Avengers. So they got to start dipping their toes <laughs> in what the new markets are going to be, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. And it just was so obvious, like just obviously a fucking like, yeah. Well, I mean, f- don't forget all the women. You know? And at this <laughs> point, make sure that, yeah, make sure we toss it in there, you know? And it's like, Fuck you, dude. Yeah. So I'm happy there wasn't anything. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. It was just obvious. Yeah. So I'm happy there wasn't anything like that. Um, Which is kind of bullshit because the the entire – when you take the Marvel movie series, you know, this whole fucking thing that we built up for over 11 years or whatever, there's plenty of girl power moments throughout the whole thing. All the female characters in there for the – except for like Natalie Portman. That's weird. But – you know, they've She's all been CGI very strong right. female characters, you know. But then they put out Captain America, which was just... Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Jesus. Uh, which... Have you seen that yet? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Fuck Captain Marvel. It. Uh, I mean, it's a solid movie if you can get past the fact that it is purposely built to be like feminist porn. The whole thing is just... It is 112% girl power. Every male in that series, except for like one guy... Is a total like macho piece of shit, you know. <laughs> and it's just so blatantly obvious, and it's it's tough. But there's some cool moments. It's overall, it's a good movie. But yeah, 
Wow, we finally talked a little bit about Endgame. We've yeah, been, we've yeah. been trying to get to that. For <laughs> well, weeks. now that Game of Thrones is over, because mm-hmm. I wanted to watch it again too before we did it. Because when I watched it, I watched it some illegal Chinese shit online, and so I watched <laughs> it like over three days. So I didn't get it all, and it's, and it's yeah, yeah. So I want to watch it, sit down and watch it once, and get the get the baby tiling up. So get you know, a nice tiling. long nap in, and we'll watch. <laughs> so we'll I know watch you're hurting right now. Movie. Um, Okay, so that's it. We can you want to head into fucking sports? Sports. Sports. So, I'll hit these notes real quick and then we'll go to that. So, the Buccaneers, they cut their D tackle, Gerald McCoy, and then they signed D tackle, Ndamukong Sue. Oh. Um, Ndamukong Sue. <laughs> Last year, Jordan read his name off of the TV and she said, is his name Ndukamuka Sue? <laughs> <laughs> and I said no I said I don't at all blame you for thinking that's his name so, but it's Ndamukong Sue it's a yeah. fucking strong ass name there's also a guy who plays named Ha Ha Clinton Dix um, <laughs> who is a safety for the Redskins right now and um, <laughs> the Hawks have a linebacker named Barkidius Mingo that's badass um Barkidius Mingo. Yeah. I feel like he's Spanish. You give me, so I'll think of some more because there's, <laughs> there's some shit. There is so um, many. It's a very a diverse guy, field of people. Used to be a guy named Debrickashaw. Um, <laughs> it's bad. So, so <laughs> the Redskins linebacker Ruben Foster, uh, who used to be a duck, I think is important to know, is believed to have torn his it's ACL. It's not important at all uh, to know that. Tours ACL in OTAs in organized team activities, which is like a voluntary practice. That's like not for contact. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he tours ACL. He's out all year, which is sucks because they just signed him to a fat ass contract, oh. a big ass contract from the 49ers. And, and he's fucking great too. So they're. There's shit out of luck. And they is that when it. like they play flag football and shit? Um, yeah, kind of. There's a, there's like a lot of media there. You know, it's it's just to kind of show people that you're still in shape, like you're still there. And if if you haven't been, it's to get you back running and like do some shit. I'm I mean, sure. I mean, you could run plays and shit like that. I'm sure. Right? No, you absolutely do. It's just yeah. an, it's just non-contact. You're only wearing helmets. There's no pads, so it's just a non-contact practice. Um, the Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman he signed a two year eighteen million dollar extension in New England so he's going to finish his career in New England just a couple dollars I know it right so there's some people who think that that's lining up with Tom Brady's expected timeline for retirement because they've played together for so fucking Ever. long yeah. so so the thing is that maybe in that two years Tom Brady will also retire hopefully um, God I want him to go away. I want him to be done now <laughs> jeez. Um, Go away, dude. Um, let's see here. We signed our first round pick, LJ Collier, to a four-year, $10.836 million contract with a fifth-year option. So I like that shit. And the 49ers, Jimmy Ward, he's a safety, broke his collarbone, diving for a ball in OTA. So Gerald McCoy, the D-tackle that the Bucks cut, I want him fucking bad. Like, Bad, 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 bad. And if we can get it for less than $10 million, that's fucking totally worth it. He had like, I think he said at least six sacks over the last like four or five years. As a D tackle, that's great. As a D tackle in the middle, that's fucking great. He's awesome. We need a good D tackle. We get it for $10 million one year. That's a fucking, that's a fucking defense, bro. That's a team. That's like a Super Bowl run team. We need that. I'm telling you. We get it for 10 mil. That's a totally legit price. We have 30 million in cap space right now because of all the fucking shifting and trading and whatnot that we did. We get it for 10. Dude. Dude. 
Dude. <laughs> Ezekiel Ansah. Ziggy Ansah. That's, a, that's a, a, a D end for us. What else we got here? Some shit. Mike Upati. So is it going to be a good season? I think so. I think I think that we're looking pretty Amara Darbo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amara Darbo. Yep. He's a wide receiver. Nazir Jones. That's our other D tackle. I'd like to get him the fuck out of here. It's terrible. Um, anyway. So that's it as far as news. Actually, the Ducks, former wide receiver Keenan Lowe, uh, he works at Portland High School, and he wrestled a gunman to the ground in Portland High School and before he could kill anybody in the school. What a baller. Yep. Fucking awesome. I fucking so, love that shit. Shout out to Keenan Lowe. Um, <clears throat> yep, that's it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all. So, this letter from Doug Baldwin. We talked a little bit about last week, but I'd like to read it. It's a series of tweets, and then we can talk about controversy, right? Mm-hmm. Doug Baldwin Jr. on his fucking his, his tweet machine, right? Said, I've always wanted to write a letter to my younger self. I never knew how or when I would write it, but it seems very appropriate right about now. And this is at eight at night. Uh, on May twelfth, that he started this this series of of, of twits, tweets, some twits, some twitters, some twatters. Dear Doug, I know what you're thinking. Yes, Papa did get you that Power Ranger toy you wanted for Christmas. He loves you more than you could possibly understand. Cherish the time you spend with him. You can't get those moments back. And there's a picture of him and his dad, and um, this one has a picture of him when he's like young. Uh, playing football. I wanted to write you this letter and tell you that you're about to endure one hell of a journey. You feel, you will feel emotional and physical pain you never knew existed. You will fail over and over again, but don't worry. All of it will be the reason why you succeed. Now there's a picture of him at Stanford playing football. High school will be hard. College will be harder. It is God's way of preparing you for what is to come. You'll want to quit football during your junior year. Mom, of course, won't let you. Make sure you thank her for that later. This next one's a picture of him and his son. That's obviously Doug Baldwin's kid. Um, (laughs) Did I mention you will fail? Well, your college career will end uneventfully in your eyes. You will wish you could do it all over again. However, you will have accomplished so many things that people will only dream about. In your quiet moments, remember to be thankful. Doug Baldwin went undrafted in the NFL draft and then got signed by Seattle afterwards. Um, Yes. So he's just been a Seattle. He's just been a Seahawk his whole whole professional life. You'll finally get a chance to compete at the highest level of the sport you love. And knowing you, I bet you'll leave your mark early. During that time, you'll lose yourself in that world. It's okay. You'll come out of it for the better. And this is... So um, doggy fresh. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That first you will fly by. You won't remember most of it. What you will remember is the QB that taught you how to serve, the vet that showed you how to lead, and the best friend that showed you real love. So this is where he started to catch shit, right? Because the quarterback he's talking about was not Russell Wilson his first year. Mm-hmm. It was fucking um start backup. Fuck. What was God damn it, what was his name? Um It's like man, because I'm I am helpless on this one. Yeah, no, that's all right. Interesting. Yeah, but it wasn't Russell Wilson, so he's catching shit. Um it was God damn it. I'm trying to just get this list here. So I'm who saying. was between Hasselback and and Russ. Tavares Jackson. 
Tavares Jackson. That's okay. who it was. And then Charlie Whitehurst was a backup. So it was Tavares Jackson his first year before Russell Wilson got there. So that's the quarterback that he's talking about. And so people are fucking, you know, throwing shit because Tavares Jackson, oh, he didn't take you to the Super Bowl. He didn't fucking whatever. He didn't help you set records. It's his you first know. professional quarterback. And it man. doesn't matter. Like, that's not what he's talking about. No. And he's talking about his own personal achievements. He's yeah. talking about the people that he bonded with personally it doesn't mean that him and russell wasn't our friends or he doesn't appreciate him it means that he had a special bond with tavares jackson which makes what sense. the fuck is wrong with that yeah like, what the fuck is wrong with that so this is a picture of him and richard sherman right because they're fucking great oh, friends yeah. the next few years will be filled with beautiful memories of close friends you will meet along the way friends that will offer their guidance dude i'm getting all choked up just remembering those days friends that will push your limits you know what i'm saying friends that will challenge your confidence friends that will support you no matter what Friends that will become your family. You owe a lot to these people. They will stick by your side when your passion turns into anger, when your drive turns into obsession. They will be poised warriors that will, they will be the poised warriors that you need by your side. And don't forget the coaches. There will be good ones and there will be bad ones. You will come to appreciate the great ones, even if others don't. So this is Daryl Bevel. This mm. is not Pete Carroll. And some people are like, oh, fucking Pete Carroll's the head coach. You know, fucking whatever. Again, the same idea. Just because you love Pete Carroll doesn't mean you didn't have a special bond with a particular coach that you had at one time or another. Yeah. Like, that doesn't take away from your relationship with Pete Carroll. Just just because I fucked somebody once, that doesn't take away from me having sex with my wife now. You like, fuck one sheep, just, Don. That doesn't. <laughs> you know, it's all different after that. <laughs> But, I mean, you think about it logically. That's his first year. These are his first right. his first coach, his, right. his first quarterback. These are the people that he's first experiencing his his life in, in professional football with. Yeah. I'd, but when the journey finally comes to an end, you will reflect on what that little boy caught between Gulf Breeze and Pensacola really wanted, to be seen and to be loved. You will realize that affirmation you receive from catching a football won't suffice that little boy's desire. The praise from those that don't know you will be good for your ego, but bad for your character. But one day you'll find a woman, a real woman, that will see you, love you, and force you to become a real man. You will owe her everything, and she will become your everything. Hold her close, and remember the lessons you've learned along the way. Because the end of one's journey sees the beginning of another. And guess what? It'll be one hell of a journey. You'll feel emotional and physical pain you never knew existed. You will fail over and over again. But don't worry. All of it will be the reason why you succeed. Dog. Know what I'm saying? <coughs> Any reason that he caught shit for this, I think, is fucking ridiculous. Don't make like, no sense. What? I don't understand what negativity there is to be drawn from a personal letter about someone's own career in a sport that they loved. You know what I'm saying? Because all, all across, like, all fucking sports radio, they're talking shit that he, you know, didn't mention these other people that, like, he played with well, our coach and I don't. even mention people specifically. Like right. He was taking the pictures. Like, that you don't know specifically who he's talking about. Just because that picture is there doesn't mean right. that's what yeah. he means. It, it don't make no sense, man. No hate towards that. The guy is a fucking saint. It's bullshit. And then Love me some Dougie Fresh. This was the gif with with his uh his last tweet. I was my gonna watch, say he threw up my watch is ended. Yep. It says my watch is ended. That's awesome. Which is pretty legit. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> before you hit your line. What? What we the are fuck not do want? doing the show next week. No. Because I have my ten year wedding anniversary coming up. Ooh. And so I'm will be gone Zos. And yep. actually during that week I'm gonna be gone fishing. How old do you but, think this guy is? You had to put a number on it. 
Do 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 do. No, don't don't trust the beard. Don't trust the beard. Trust your gut. I don't know. I'm not good at guessing ages. I'm like always like super off. <laughs> well, Don, how old are you again? Twenty four. Twenty four. God damn. Young gun over here. I will be thirty two in like Not very long. Not very long. Like a couple weeks, right? Yeah. Well, July. Yeah. Yeah. Couple, Five like, weeks, I guess six like, weeks. That's a couple weeks, yeah. you know, a few weeks. A few weeks ish. Yeah. Month and a half. I don't you know. Same idea. Shit, there was one other thing. Thirty one. Think I'm, about that. Does that sit right? Yeah, right. I I would have said like thirty. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. The That's fine. Does it. After twenty five, you... I could be called fifty, and that would just make me happy. <laughs> I'd be fine. You'd be cool with it. I'm an old soul, but I did want to tell you one. Other, I wanted to ask you something real quick. Yes. Have you been listening to Shapiro? You have been listening to Shapiro over the last like few weeks. I do. Right. Hey, have ben you Shapiro. noticed that one of the ads in his podcast is about uh, trains? Like, you know, of the, yes. yeah, right? Yes. So this has been a thing for me, right? It's a, it's an ad. It's like a PSA it's ad. Like, like a traffic safety, like if you come across train tracks and the thing is down, don't try and drive across it. Yeah, that's what it's there for. Yeah, right? So I've been hearing it for weeks on several different podcasts. And I'm like, why is this even a question of concern? Like, why is anyone having to tell anyone to not drive mm-hmm. over train tracks if you if the things are down, like I don't understand. So, so you know my thing about like mild cheddar cheese, right? Just these the, little annoyances that drive me insane. Yes. And train well, tracks are always one of these things. I see articles all the fucking time, and nowadays I'm pretty sure the algorithm is just showing me them because I'm interested in them. But there are so many fucking people every year that die because they're trying to fucking cross train tracks or they're walking along train tracks and they get hit by a fucking train, right? Yeah. And so I started to hear these like fucking PSA thing. So I'm going, finally, somebody fucking gets it. Train tracks are for trains, people. <laughs> fucking don't be on there like walking down there and like got your headphones in and blah, blah. Next thing you know, boom, fucking dead by train. The little things go down, you know, I'm pretty sure it's even in the fucking and this driving isn't an exam. Ad. No. <laughs> Although federal government, if you feel like giving me money, you can do that. We will take it. Um, Every time you go to Tax a train crossing, also. like it's, I'm pretty sure, at least in Washington, that it's the law that you look both ways before you cross the fucking train tracks. If those little things start going down, don't gun it and try to go through. Just Apparently, stop. this is still a fucking problem for people. Seems weird, right? <laughs> but for all the horror movies, if people's cars stuck on train tracks, you really got to. We really got to talk about this still. Like really? That seems and, weird. Yeah. When I first heard those things, I was really confused, and then I finally got. It, I was like. They start sharing like statistics over like the recent years of people like getting killed for doing stupid shit. I'm like, finally, somebody gets it. Train tracks are for fucking trains. Period. Full stop. Stay the fuck off the train tracks. So just please don't do that. Yeah. Got it. So I'm asking you personally, don't get hit by a train by by doing something stupid, people. (laughs) I just wanted to end on that. We end every show with a line that I pull from. A show that I don't name because whoever, and <laughs> fuck knows if it'll ever happen, whoever guesses where all these lines are from gets a free t-shirt, right? Okay. So for all 59 episodes, I have gone, you know, watched this show and I've pulled little lines from it that I think are really funny and kind of obscure and I've just fucking tacked them on at the end. It's the same show? <laughs> the same show. And no one's guessed it? 
We nope. have fucking four listeners. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no. <laughs> but it's also at the very end of a two and a half to three hour long show. So it's like, you got to really have to listen to the entire thing if you're even going to know that it's there. Yep. So just in the last couple weeks, I started to talk about it because I'm like, people may not even know that it exists. <laughs> and I've been doing this for over a year now for for nobody. All for nothing. So for Colin, I mean, essentially for, for his own enjoyment. Yeah. So and we've for fifty eight episodes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I know. I'm Especially because you just said it right before. I think last week I repeated myself for the first time, like unintentionally. Like I just thought that I hadn't said this one already, so I just didn't take it off my phone. But I. Was it, well, you've gone I, over yeah. well over a year. Which I think is impressive. Yeah. yeah. How many how many seasons of this show are there? Can we even say that? Thirteen. Okay. So that should clue people in. Yeah. But the thing about it is that you know, so I have to find lines that are not so obvious that the you can moment like Google them. Right. Or the moment someone hears it, they're like, Oh, I, that's from this show. Like yeah. it's gotta be something that like <laughs> you're you're listening to this. And then later you watch that show and you happen to hear that line and you're like, motherfucker, <laughs> like, that's it. I got me a fucking Salt of the Streets t-shirt, bitch. <laughs> so, so like, that's as, you know, like, minute as the chance of those things happening <laughs> are, that's what I'm hoping for. So, <laughs> I think by the time people actually start to pull those, we might have to change shows. <laughs> yeah. I know, and I'm at like I'm at this point now where I'm like I'm skin thin, like cause I'll, <laughs> I'll watch it through and I'm like, oh, that's a good one. I'm like, I fucking said that already, like I, so I can't, you know. So, but we'll see. I'll definitely make sure I note when I change shows so they're not still trying to. Yes, but but it won't be like Rick and Morty would be too obvious. You know? Yeah, because it's like you got to pick a right show that the things they say are not so obscure that they stand out too much. It, it's a bitch. It's a whole deal. So. Yeah. You're on my time. You got to pay to spray. That's my motto. That and you cannot finish inside of me. <laughs> I think they're both one and the same, aren't they? 